Cutting through the ball in the post-truth apocalypse. Uh, I'm Ben. As always, I'm joined by Gaz. Hello. And Mike. Hello. And today we're going back to the movies. It's, it's that time of rotation again, and we're going to talk about Terminator 2, which is Judgment great for Day. Judge colon Judgment Day. Frankly, one of the greatest cinematic achievements known to man. Yeah. Um, fully agree. On many um, many different levels, as we will discuss. The but first uh, time. The first time I watched this. I was yeah. 13, I think, yeah. maybe 12 even, I it was first was or second year of school, yeah. and an art teacher from America, oh, California. Awesome. This is what you get if you go to a posh school, right? <laughs> and it was Christmas, like the last or less before Christmas. Yeah. He said, what, what film do you want to watch? Pulled out a few, and we all, we all picked uh, Terminator 2. Oh, amazing. It's Fucking a movie, mind. I'll explain a bit later on, a movie that I'll get a bit confessional. Around the same time I would have seen it, Mike, and I have a very strong emotional connection to this film i'll explain later on and it's got cool fucking robots it has do harley davidson weepy at the end like me oh of course emotion at the end when um, i this movie spoke to me in a very deep profound way even at age sort of 12 13. Um, i enjoyed the shooty bits <laughs> <laughs> well we're gonna get into that later um we're gonna analyze every aspect of this Wonderful movie. Um, I will no doubt at some point switch off mentally because of the amount of philosophy being thrown at me. And we're going to attempt to um, open Ben's eyes, hopefully, to to subtext and, um, you know, reading, meaning, all that poncy sort of stuff. He's got a minigun, guys! <laughs> we're going to fuck with your mind. Uh, <laughs> but Ben, what does the minigun represent? Death! <laughs> but it's very phallic in shape. All guns are phallic in shape, that's the point. It makes you feel like you've got a massive dick when you're holding it. That's I also why I'm say, not joining the army. <laughs> I also say that it's starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Linda Hamilton, Ed Furlong, Robert Patrick are the main uh, stars. Amongst, oh, and Joe Morton, who I, have a, who I do like and stuff. Joe Morton? Yeah, he's um, Mars Dyson. He has the greatest death scene, I think. One of the best on-screen deaths I've ever seen. Yeah. You've never seen nobody die like that before in a film. They're always doing the whole... And like, you know, you literally watched a man... The Wilhelm scream. You, yeah. You watched a man have his last breath yeah. on screen. I'd never seen did. that. That fucking hit me when I was little. But anyway... We are getting ahead of ourselves. Yes. If you're a reg if this is your first podcast, hello. If not, welcome you back. know the drill. If not, welcome back, and you know the drill. Um, Let's we do gonna... the strange stuff we found on the internet this week. News. Yeah, that's how we break ourselves in, so to speak. Metaphorically. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm going to talk to you about some metaphors later. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, I'm being tested. <laughs> For your sins. Plenty you can't put philosophy in the reggae box. It's Ooh. too big. What, what about the jumpers that go with it? 
the black turtleneck <laughs> jumpers and little berets. Well, what about, could they go in the reggae box? Did you notice that I wore my one and only plush coat today? Yeah. <laughs> because I was... Yeah. After an afternoon of um, researching um, postmodernism and modernism in philosophy, um, I felt like wearing my posh coat. But I'm drinking Stella Artois and smoking cheap fucking weed, so... Uh, <laughs> so not. he's pretty much like a philosopher, yeah. really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not fucking clever is my point, but... Uh, right, let's do some weird news! Uh, okay, um, people keep seeing the Mothman in Chicago. Mothman, fake star of the um, the movie, <laughs> Mothman Conquers, <laughs> and various sightings. Um, Mothman Prophecies, was Mothman it? Mothman Prophecies, yes. sorry, yeah. Um, is that a different film, completely? I have no idea. No, the Mothman Prophecies. I think this should be an entire episode one day. It, will, it probably will be. It's a really... Um, I'm seeing a bit of a creepy picture of a, a like a hundred foot tall Mothman in the, there. The original got missing. He got missing. The picture <laughs> they're showing in the article. He looks like one of Godzilla's fucking enemies. He's, yeah, he oh, looks mate. like he should be fighting Godzilla later on. But the original Mothman um, conspiracy is, if you don't know, is a really interesting one involving a sort of devil-like moth flying man creature with red eyes terrorizing a small town. But the conspiracy also involves government agents and oh, wow. people knocking doors and researching and so if it wasn't just shining a big bright light <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just going to come straight to you if they got like 12 of them World War 2 searchlights strapped them together into one big torch mm. and shone it in the sky give it an hour he'd be stuck on that that's it <laughs> The mic, I think you just solved the problem. I have a cracked it, cracked the case. There we go. Well, we don't need to do this article now. So has the muff man come back then? Yeah, uh, it was a not a, it was a normal summer night for John uh, John Amitreno working a Friday shift as security for Chicago's popular Logan Square hangout, the Owl. Mm-hmm. Mm, I find this a little bit suspicious because the Owl. There are owls Hang that on. have been used as there are owls that are confusing Mothman in the sightings. Um, but when he went outside, he saw something odd. I saw a plane flying. That's not odd. But also, <laughs> there's also something moving really awkwardly under it, he told Vice. This is from Vice.com, by the way. It didn't look like a bat, so much as what the illustration of a pterodactyl looks like, with the slenderness of its head and its wing shape. Maybe it was a fucking pterodactyl then, not the fucking <laughs> mud, man. Sorry. If he was living in Jurassic World, I'd probably agree with you. Well, I don't know what's a bigger news. I was going to say... Tiles or the Mothman? Yeah, well, tell me one, which one's more fucking likely. The Mothman or the fuck... They're both as fucking ridiculous <laughs> as each other, so... Uh, I, I'd rather it was the Mothman, because the pterodactyls were meat-eaters, weren't mm. they? I don't fancy these people sort of being... I don't fancy, like, my dog being swept up no. by a pterodactyls and trying to walk it. That'd be a shitter, wouldn't it? Having to live in a world with pterodactyls... Oh, yeah. God. They would just snatch chilled off the street. Yeah. And if you make it to, like, eight or nine, you're fucking your no. survivor. <laughs> yeah. I actually find that quite disturbing in the most recent Jurassic uh, Park film, where those giant... I don't think they are pterodactyls, but they're big flying dinosaurs, and they just scoop up that woman and like they sort of rip her apart in the air and uh, drop her several times. It's a fairly savage way to go. Yeah, yeah. It's no, all I... rip and tear. It ain't no bitey. I wouldn't like it. Yeah, bunch like of shit, Gibbons. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So who dinosaurs? Yeah, pterodactyls. <laughs> they're in the reggae box. <laughs> no, I like dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Every small child, every child likes uh, every small child you. likes dinosaurs, and that usually stays with you. Yeah. Did you collect that magazine that was out when we were children? I collected the whole thing every week. It was a dinosaur magazine. Every week you got a different piece of yeah. T Rex. I got as far skeleton. as the skeleton. Yeah, I never got the flesh. Nah. I got the, the glow skeleton. Glow in the, the, skeleton. Glow in the dark. Yes. Yeah. I got that far. I think I've still got that somewhere. Wait, that'd be awesome. 
Yeah, I love dinosaurs. But yeah, it so, stood up on its own, though. That was a problem. Oh, it was a bit wobbly. Yeah. I can't really remember. He's had to lean it against the window. Uh, um, so what's it? Sorry, tangent already. Yeah. But this guy yeah. did say the muff man looked like a... Hang yeah. on. Is yeah. that how you spell pterodactyl? Yeah, it is, yeah. With a silent P? Yeah. Oh, fuck off. I oh, hate yeah. silent letters. What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. It is annoying, isn't it? <laughs> in, I know what birds and what bats look like. That's bad. Um, this thing didn't have any feathers or fur and it didn't fly like anything I've ever seen, he says. Chicago, what they say like in Chicago? Al Capone. Chicago, yeah. a little bit, yeah. yeah. And Trino yeah. added the East thing Coast. he saw, which, uh, according to him, had muscular legs, a jutting tailbone, a human-like shape, flew in a strange swooping motion, undulating up and down. After it flew away, he retrieved his phone from charging in the bar and texted his girlfriend and close friends what <laughs> happened. I remember thinking, this is the worst time in the world to have my phone charging. He laughed. A convenient tale. Yeah. I have noticed a number of... One, inconsistency in this man's testimony. I'm putting my lawyer hat on now. Oh. Does it look like a fucking pterodactyl? Or does it look like a man? Because you've described it as looking like both. Yeah. Yeah, but pterodactyls have feathers. Mm. And he said he didn't have any feathers. So he doesn't know what a pterodactyl looks like, does he? He well, doesn't no, know that. This was a bald pterodactyl. <laughs> <laughs> the great American bald pterodactyl. <laughs> <laughs> what if it had been flying in the jet stream of, of a passenger plane I imagine that's quite burny the jet stream well all them chemtrails coming off it <laughs> uh, blowing his feathers up <laughs> that's pollution but this I remember I could be completely wrong correct me listener remember you are the fact checker but I think in the original Mothman prophecy it flew pretty low down and like over people's heads and scared the yeah. shit out of people it wasn't I mean how low was this plane I mean in a city planes are pretty low because they're coming in to land and take off I guess uh, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah. if you do listen and you're in Chicago, yeah, and you've seen the Mothman, then email us on the Facebook page. Yeah, let us know. We'll laugh at you. Maybe no, we'll no, <laughs> take that tale as sensibly as anybody mm. else's who messages us. Well, our next stage in our evolution as podcasters uh, will be. I mean, there's three of us here. Surely we can figure out how to phone people and record it. Yeah. Or Skype people and record it. It's all possible. We've got the equipment. We just need to know how to do it. Or maybe we could start phoning these type of people. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how long we'll last before it divulges <laughs> into us just ripping. Or I tell someone they're a wanker. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, someone's like, what? I can't understand your accents. Like, Fuck you! We invented it! <laughs> <laughs> Love you, America. Once again, our number one... Um, uh, country for listenership is not our own, shunned by our own people, cast out by our own country, by our own and embraced tribe. to the bosom of you fucking crazy Americans. Um, so thanks. Yeah. So if yeah. you go down, <laughs> we're going down with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we have the next bit of news? News. And um, this is what I, what I stumbled across, where um, we, we, we featured that woman who married a ghost, didn't we? Or had sex with multiple ghosts and wanted a ghost baby. We did. Um, I found this, and it's in the, the Irish Central by Francis Mulraney. Irish woman legally marries a 300-year-old ghost, says that lovemaking is great. For fuck's sake. The, uh, the ghost of a Haitian... Haitian. Haitian, sorry. Pirate proposed marriage to um, a to County Luth woman after she told the spirit she was no longer content with casual sex. A 45-year-old woman from County Louth married the ghost of an 18th-century Haitian pirate after the couple met when she felt his presence laying beside her in bed in 2014. 
Amanda Teague from uh, Dro Dro Hader, I presume that's how you say it. Drug Hader, Mike, any ideas? I'm not looking. Where is it? Uh, Drug eater, yeah. Yeah, sounds about right. It's in Ireland. I'm sure any Irish listeners... Um, I said, I've said i got County Luth, right? Yeah. It was just the tone I was no, struggling I with. If you have bothered, um, correct us yeah. and tell us. Any Irish <laughs> listeners, please let us know. Uh, Travelled to international waters to marry her pirate uh, partner, Jack, through the means of a medium, after telling the spirit that she was no longer happy to just have casual sex. Well, she's 45. I mean, no time for playing games. That's it. The uh, biological clock's ticking. I think it's probably stopped ticking <laughs> by that point, Mike. <laughs> well, certainly on the way. I don't know. <coughs> Something to do with the moon. That's what we're going for. That's what it all works, isn't it? What? Is there no lengths people will go to for attention? And I say this as a card-carrying, attention-seeking dickhead. Hang but on, it... let me just follow that you'll love the next paragraph. Oh. <laughs> The loath woman who works as a pirate of the Caribbean Jack Sparrow impersonator <laughs> believes it was the pirate link that brought her own Haitian pirate to her. She even claims that the sex is better than the living men. The fuck has she been smoking? Get off that pirate weed. Never is that a photograph. There are other people in the photograph. People indulged her on this. Apparently so. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven people I can see. Who, who performed the ceremony? Fuck, is the medium? If I told no, you something like this. I presume the medium's that guy in the suit. Ah, uh, yeah. Because she's, she's doing it through him. So does that mean that... She's international water, so it doesn't really... Does it count? Is that why they had to go to international waters? Yeah, I suppose it wouldn't be legal. I suppose it, in, in, in international waters... I, I wonder if he jilted her at the... At the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think the medium stood there and he's like, oh, he's not here yet. <laughs> he's not here yet. And then he just pretends to do it. What <laughs> was the medium? I'd fuck with her saying... Um, it's been half an hour now, and I don't know if it's going to turn up. If you did that, I guarantee you she'd start like mimicking that she was being fucked from behind or something. Oh, oh he's here, I know God. it, he's here, he's fucking me now. No, not here, Jack. Whatever the fucking pirate's name is. Jack. Jack. She couldn't Does even she only know think... one pirate name? <laughs> not really Haitian name, is it Jack? No. You know, <laughs> Francois or Pierre, maybe, but not Jack. Yeah. Jacques, uh, maybe. Three-legged Pierre. And I mean one-legged <laughs> Pierre. Oh, this is completely unrelated to that, but I've got an interesting animal penis fact for you. Oh, okay. That I heard on another podcast. Sorry, I can't remember which one. Animalpenisfacts.com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gaz's animal penis fact of the week. An elephant can use its penis as literally a third leg to steady itself whilst going back onto two legs to reach up and do stuff. Do you know who creep- That's just fucking gratuitous. Do you know who creepy that is? Because I watched the film <laughs> The Brothers Grimsby the other day, okay. yesterday, and there is an elephant sex scene. Yeah, I've seen that movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Matrix for you. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, this woman's fucking nuts, and yeah. I'm more disgusted with the... I'm doing air quotes, dear listener. Fucking bridesmaids stood on this boat with her. They've indulged this woman... They're indulging this fucking medium as well. That's another one of my... A fucking medium. You chat shit. <laughs> not a fan of the uh, psychic thing, guys. I mean, do I... I don't know. Maybe people do... Because people do... A lot of the things we talk about on this show come from the minds of people who have channeled it from somewhere. But this tosser... I imagine he... I'm pointing to the uh, guy who we think was doing the ceremony. Yeah. I am assuming that... He 
got paid. paid. Yeah, yeah. There, there was financial gain in this for him. That dude there, I guess, is the one of the ship's crew or something like that. He's not dressed for a wedding, is he? Actually, he probably, the marriage would probably be done by the ship's captain in international waters. Is that true? No idea. I want to know who paid for the wedding. Was it the was it the uh, groom's father? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine your daughter comes to blue and says, "Dad, I'm getting married." You, oh great, you too. Mm. Oh, this three hundred year old pirate goes to need some money for ceremony. Turn the fuck off, wouldn't you? <laughs> I've traced your lineage. He's your great 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 uncle. <laughs> and hang on, this, this and he says you're going to pay for the wedding <laughs> <laughs> in gold. Now. Gold I've, bullion. I've just had a thought. <laughs> Gold doubloon. Is this part of a booty? This wifey lady, I've just had a thought. She claims that the sex with this ghost is fantastic. Well, he is Haitian. <laughs> um, I think I need to explain to her that if you're having... If you're on your own and sex is happening... <laughs> It's not a ghost. It's having a wank. <laughs> it's masturbation. There is no way she is lying there and being stimulated by air or spirits or ghosts because I don't believe in them. She's having a fucking wank. Or a wet dream. And or whatever the equivalent of. Well, yeah, she won't. She's admit in love, Gaz. With herself? <laughs> <laughs> She's been having. I told you I Where was really cool having you? casual sex with a spirit and I wanted us to make a proper commitment to each other, she told the Irish son. She's probably just got some Catholic guilt about the amount of wanking she does, the fact that she can't leave her bean alone. Right? <laughs> and she's got to create some fucking ridiculous narrative to try and justify it. Like, no, 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 I can't just keep casually fucking my ghost. You know, we're going to get married in international waters. Yes, you've got to buy a dress. Maybe they just know that she's mentally ill and they're just going along with it. I would have been tempted to push her overboard. <laughs> Maybe they did. Let's scroll down the end of the article. I'm just good did. I'm losing out to ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Dead what? people are more attractive to women than I am. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of sucks. <laughs> and they're better at sex than you. <laughs> oh, shit. I want all of us to be fair, but you know, I'm just... Well... Marriage, marriage to a ghost is legal in some countries, oh, such as France up. and China. Fuck so up. the couple travelled to international waters to ensure the legality of their marriage would be upheld when they returned to Ireland. Jack was represented by a skull and crossbones flag, while his specially designed wedding ring was placed on the candle on a candle as he could not physically present a hand onto which it could be placed. Because it doesn't <laughs> fucking exist! <laughs> Jesus, this makes me angry. He also gave his vows with the help of a medium while a shaman priest was presided oh, over the marriage. How many poor saps did she rope in? She's fairly attractive. Yeah, she's not an unattractive woman. She could get an actual human male partner or female, whatever she wanted. Well, the sex is better with... Jack, the Haitian pirate. Do you know how many Haitian pirates are strutting around fucking County Leith, mate? <laughs> she wouldn't be the first woman who gets herself off better than, than any man can get her off. She just, to be sure, to be sure, I, I, I can't stop wanking. <laughs> she now wishes to spread more information about the possibilities of a relationship with a ghost. And she and Jack are co-writing a book named Ain't No Grave Could Hold My Body Back. To advise singletons on how they too can bag themselves a ghost partner. So, Mike, you might want to read that when it comes out. You can get a ghost girlfriend. Uh -huh. The sex is be better. Something, something interesting. Where, um, do you know when the last um, Shakespeare novel was written or play? Do tell. Before he died. After he died. 
It was channeled by somebody. And in the British Library, if someone channels, they say they channel William Shakespeare, write the play, it has to be chronicled under his name in the British Library. Alright, so if I so I can go in the British Library <laughs> yeah. and write a Shakespeare play with tits, guns and explosions you could. and it'll be classed as by it's William Shakespeare. By William Most Shakespeare. Shakespeare plays have got tits, guns and explosions. Well, well maybe not guns, but yeah. violence. Yeah, well lot lots of violence. Possibly a cyborg. Like maybe, in maybe maybe some aliens. Long as you say I've channeled William Shakespeare, yeah. he's sign he's, he's he's kinda changed his style a bit. He's got a bit more avant garde sort of is he watching um, like modern cinema and he decides he wants to sort of stab at it? He's got a bit more populist. Um, well, don't you get a film deal out of that? That upsets me, Mike. Almost <laughs> as much as this article upsets me. I know it shouldn't bother me. I know she's just an attention. She just wants her attention. She's happy. She's a pirate impersonator as well. Maybe she can only love another pirate. But there's living pirates. Don't you oh, just yeah, you know, go... I very much doubt she's going to go to Somalia. You know, Haitian pilots of the Irish coast. <laughs> I'm being incredibly judgmental, but I think I know this woman's personality inside out. Think of the sort of person who spends their life as a quote-unquote impersonator. It's akin to someone who's in the circus. They're a performer. Yeah. They starved of attention as a child. Quite like myself. Um, which then leads them on into a life of seeking attention in any way, shape or form. Well, she's got a new like book yourself? deal. She's got a new book a deal book to start I dream of being a published writer. I don't do anything to achieve that dream, but I dream of it. <laughs> well, maybe this... you need to shack up with a ghost. <laughs> Fucking twat. God, I, I'm sorry to the listener who I sound aggressive about this woman and her ghost husband, but they really have Should we move on? Off. Yes, please. Yeah. I'm done. One more. Okay. She better not be a ghost. Grandfather's testicle explodes after the chat. former salmonella on Tunisian holiday. <laughs> a grandfather whose testicle expanded to the size of a grapefruit. Ow! After contracting a rare form of salmonella has told how his life has changed forever. <laughs> He's now known as Billy One Big Bollock. <laughs> <laughs> he has to buy a bigger size in trousers. He can't wear shorts anymore. There you go, that's how his life's changed. Yeah, bit of a shit of that one, isn't it? Yeah. Salmonella can make your testicles explode. Apparently. Apparently. It exploded like a volcano. Oh no. After returning. Can you imagine just sitting down to dinner? It's all fire. Let's <laughs> <laughs> hear this boom. Your balls are already swollen up, though. Yeah, it yeah. just sort of pops out your shorts and explodes all over you. Partner's food, <laughs> face, everything. Exploded Love. like a volcano. Bollocks just exploded. I think you wouldn't be that calm. I think you'd be screaming. Exploded like a volcano. He then had to have an operation to remove it. So what was left? Well, nothing, I imagine. He got it removed. Yeah, well, that's it. But what was left he had removed, oh, yeah. 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 The doctor told me he'd never seen anything like it in her 20-year career. You're fucking telling me. Despite this, I was sent home again. I got in the bath and it exploded. It literally went bang. Oh, Jesus Christ. It was leaking so much I had to get one of my children's, grandchildren's nappies and put it round to stop the flow. Oh, fucking hell. Well, I ain't sleeping tonight. <laughs> Did you see the bit just slightly ahead that said it got to the size of a grapefruit and he had to carry it around in his hands? At that point? <laughs> oh, yeah, grapefruit are fucking... The size of one of them little footballs, aren't they? Too big. Yeah. 
Well, that's an English one, right. by the way. We'll, we'll move on from that one. Thanks for your news stories this week. So far, you've you've angered my mind and now made my stomach feel weird. <laughs> that'll be the that'll be the salmonella well, gas. Well, it is the weird news. No, don't joke. I thought salmonella was just food poisoning. I didn't know your balls could explode as well. It's not fun. It's a rare form of African salmonella. If that helps, Are you planning on going to Tunisia at any point? Fuck no. Not anymore. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Just don't eat the chicken. <laughs> or the eggs. Or the eggs. Just think of your balls before you, when you're trying to decide whether that chicken's worth it or not. Oh, man. All right, um, shall we go on to the film then? So, is he okay, though? Let's just... Oh, he's lost, because I can see the quote from the guy. In my opinion, it's a big part of being a man that has gone. Has he just lost one ball? I don't know if he's lost them both. He lost both balls. Oh, man. That's a shitter. Yeah. Sorry, dude. Oh, well. Well, you know what Dr. D- Donald Trump would say? That's what you get for going to shithole countries. His words, not mine. <laughs> or paraphrasing his words. Don't judge me. Did you see the Norwegian's response to uh, Mr. Trump's... Norwegian when ways... <laughs> Norway. Norwegians uh, were tweeting him back saying... Because he said he wanted more immigrants to somewhere like Norway... Okay. In other words, white blonde people. Yeah. And uh, and they all tweeted him saying, "Why would you want to come to your shit old country where there's no free healthcare and no free university education? Your gun crimes rampant." <laughs> Fantastic. And, like, and your fucking president. And your president. Yeah. yeah. So. No offence to American listeners. I'm just telling you what the Norwegians said. Good comeback. Yeah. Well, I've got a bit more news, or do you want to go to the phone? Nah, uh, give us another one. Yeah, one more, and then I'll um, I'll go and refresh my beverages for for the well, film. I got one brief news story as well for you, gentlemen, which I think you will enjoy. Traffic to porn site soared by fifty percent in Hawaii minutes after missile threat was believed <laughs> yeah. to be a false alarm. Oh, you know what? Completely understand. In fact, is... would you? Uh, here's a question. You're literally you're at home. You're alone. Yeah. That message comes through to your phone. Missiles incoming. I don't know if they've got. Bomb shelters or shelters or something. Mm. I've no idea. You can't make it there. Mm. I'm cracking one off at home. Yeah. Mm. During the fucking missile you know, alarm. This, this was minutes after it was revealed to be a false alarm. So yeah. you, got the, you got the alarm, you got the 38 minutes of panic. Yeah. And then, then you got the, the second relief. message. And then minutes later, porn just from Hawaii is about 50% increase. Yeah, I've been cracking one off during the 38 yeah. minutes. Yeah. We, have, we have joked on several episodes in several fantasy hypothetical scenarios joked many times about how we would just be cracking one off in the face of certain death yeah Um, and i know like you say they didn't do it in the face of it but i just love that idea of when the the alert comes through on your phone it was a false alarm you double confirm it what should i do (laughs) they're in hawaii bear in mind should i go out and breathe the fresh sea air (laughs) Shall I feel the beautiful white sands beneath my... T- Fuck that ex-hamster! Oh, I'm alive! <laughs> and then you go out and do all yeah. that. <laughs> I can still come whenever I want. Woo! If I'm going out, I'm going with my balls empty. <laughs> Never leave the house with a loaded weapon. Oh, man. Yeah, poor bastards. I've got to say... Yeah, good on them. Of course it soared by 50%. Yeah. I can't think of anything more gleeful. No. Then you got to celebrate that kind of shit, haven't you? Let's face it. But it's not just a normal wank. It's like a, probably the most glorious wank you're ever going to have in your life. Just yeah. like, Or maybe, I don't know, maybe there was something about... Maybe it wasn't so much about the wanking. It, maybe it was more actually the viewing of the porn. They were just like, after the, the very real, to them, it was very real. Oh, that yeah. Death was imminent. 
Maybe it's just nice to look at some tits oh. after that. Uh, do you yeah. know what I mean? Just, ah, nice, well, you've got soothing. Got of... Come. What you <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd imagine the endorphin rush would just make you horny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very true. Because you've got, it's like, um, Adrenaline you've cheated death your and you've got to like, you've got to then, it's like that urge to procreate then because you've cheated death. Mm. It's like a, it'd be a, an animal instinct in the brain. I've got to, I've got to do something. I've got to either fuck or come or something. Mm. Adrenaline's amazing. I had a really brief example a couple of weeks ago in the ice. Uh, I was on a country lane in the van. I just completely lost control on a corner and didn't panic at all. Uh, and it's probably only a few seconds I was out of control, but everything slows down. And I remember to steer into the way you're skidding because it's natural to go against it. Right? Yeah, that makes sense. Turn into it and you come out of it and everything felt really calm and I felt control of the van come back and I was like, wow, that went pretty smoothly but then, seconds after that, the like, come down of the adrenaline, <laughs> my heart is fucking yeah. pounding, I'm shaking all over and I need to actually pull over and get me yeah. fucking... It's Calm like down a bit. And it's like goal scorers. It's like yeah, they say mm. that when they score a goal in a big game, like mm. proper professional footballers, it's like uh, for a few minutes, it's like an out-of-body experience. Yeah, I've heard Michael Jordan talk about that. Mm. It's like watching yourself play in the zone, they call yeah, it. Yeah, and he says, you know, like you score a goal, you, you have like an out-of-body experience. Mm. Uh, Legs like, play while they whip their shirts off, even though they're getting booked. <laughs> yeah, and then, like the, and then the come down is just mm. massive from that. Mm. It takes. Uh, I think it was Bruce Dickinson or something like that. Like, no, it was rest. It was some wrestler. I was listening. Like, they're still buzzing for hours afterwards yeah. in the hotel room, trying to fucking calm down. That's why there's so much drinking and painkillers. Yeah. Well, back in the day, but they're a lot healthier these days. To be fair, today, yeah, there might have been an endorphin, adrenaline, come down, something. Just yeah. people were not going to be feeling too great, and I just think I think that's a fantastic news story. To be yeah. honest. A bit of happiness. Yeah, feel, it's a feel-good article. Yeah, it's one, a feel one of the rare feel-good articles mm. we have. i got a feel-good story for you. Do we need to read into that? Is there any more to it other than... No, I think, that's I think the headline kind of yeah. sums it. Well, i got one for you. Long-lost tapes reveal details of a plan hatched by the, quote, Jewish Avengers to kill six million Germans by poisoning the country's water supply in revenge for the Holocaust. You see, when you said Jewish Avengers then, all of a sudden mm. I felt like... There's a Jewish Avengers team? Mm. Like Captain Israel? Stuff yeah. like that? Well, long lost tapes reveal details of a foiled plan by six Jewish Avengers to kill... Oh, blah, blah, blah. Filmmaker Avi Mikado found ten tapes buried in a museum in Israel which detailed how a band of Jewish partisans formed after the Second World War. The recordings, which have never been heard in public, form the heart of a new documentary entitled Holocaust, The Revenge Plot, due to air on January 28th. Aren't they already taking their revenge on the Palestinians? Well, they weren't the ones guarding the concentration camps. No, I know, but I was just trying to make okay. a political statement. <laughs> I mean, it was a bit flawed. The tapes. Well, no, the Jews performing their own holocaust on the Palestinians. Back to the Jews. Not, not as organised. Uh, the tapes describe how the Avengers, led by Kovner and Pasha Reichman, funded their activities with £5 notes forged by Jews in concentration camps and exchanged that. on the black market. They claim that the late Israeli premier presidents, Chaim Wiseman and Ephraim Katsia, sorry for the pronunciation, were instrumental in helping the Avengers acquire the poison they needed for their audacious plot. There were plans to poison the water were foiled when Kovna was arrested at sea. But uh, I just think it's really fucking cool that someone was plotting revenge. Obviously, killing six million innocent and Germans with poison isn't good, but I like the idea 
A bit like the movie Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Just like the idea of people trying to get one back on the survival. I know, but they, they all, they're all punished, aren't they, in the, yeah. the Nuremberg Trials? How do you guarantee you're going to kill six million Germans, though? Is it six million give or take? Well, fuck knows. I've never you find the water supply that goes to six million people, Ben? I've not. Yeah, but that water, water goes everywhere, doesn't it? I mean, it's not... Oh, man, do you know what? There's nothing original. Well, no, we, we get ours from a certain reservoir, don't we? Yeah, but I mean, so you just bung it all in that and, and just... Hope for the best, I guess. Well, I, don't think they were, I don't think they were trying to get the exact six million. Well, I think they should have been. I think six million minimum was what they were yeah, well, well, I think the idea was just to commit uh, another Holocaust, but without the physical apparatus that the Nazis used. The huge logistical to, base yeah, that they'd to, have put to, if they'd have put actually into war effort, it might have actually might have yeah. done a bit better. So I just, like I said, I don't like the idea of killing six million German civilians, but I do love the idea of teams getting together and. I don't know why there isn't more movies about that made up, you know, like Nazi hunter type. I know that there are Nazi hunters that find them and bring them to justice, but that's not why one. The kind of justice I want is movie justice with punches and doesn't kicks work and in stabs. the real world, though, does it? That's yeah, yeah. yeah Death is not a bad film. You want to do Which what Mandela did? Yeah, not seen that. No. Oh, it's is an that... old one. It's just, the book's mm. probably a bit better, mm. um, but yeah, that's about like this guy trying to get revenge on this uh, Nazi war criminal. But he's okay. a German. Right, I like that. No, I think so he's not a Jew. He basically finds this Jewish guy's book yeah. who tells mm-hmm. all about uh, this vicious guy, uh, captain at the camp, mm-hmm. and he, he and he recounts this tale of how this captain shot another officer and got on the boat yeah. in his place, and he reads it and he's like, "Oh shit!" And I won't give away the film, but he basically mm-hmm. decides it's a matter because it's a matter of vengeance, and he wants to track him down and kill him. Mm. Right. Well, yeah. I think are we done for the news? Should we yep. hit the main meat of right. the week? Um, I'll just pause this, then I'll go and refresh the drinks, and if you need a snatch or anything. Okay, <laughs> so we're back, and we're going to start the movie literally now. So, um... Volume a bit lower, or...? Yeah, I'd turn it right down so I can... It's picking up on the mics. We know this film well enough to not need oh, the actual. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> and to anyone listening, uh, I just say off the top, I can't believe there can't be anyone listening who hasn't seen this movie. Um, and if you love this movie, so we're literally seeing. Oh, this is the newest three D version. That Must we're, be wow. Um, that we're watching perfectly legally. <laughs> so yes, of course we are, guys. What logo is this? So if any, oh, this is the Canon logo, isn't it? Um, Canon Films. So if you are watching along, oh, corrupt Carol Cole. We're seeing that logo right now. So if you are listening along at home and you want to hear our commentary track, press play right now. Um, do it! Te- do it now! Do it now! <laughs> so we touched on it very briefly at the start. Should we go into a bit more detail? Our first experiences of this film. Do you remember your first viewing, Ben? Yeah, I'd say about the same age as you guys 13, yeah. 14. Watched it. Um, thought it was epic. Mm. Um, actually, think I saw this before the first one. And me. Um, and I was like, shit, I'm gonna go and watch the first one. Yeah. Um, the first one, it's turned right. It's fucking awesome. And, but things were at the very mm, start of this now. It's a horror film. This yeah. bit captured my imagination. The bit where yeah. you, you go to the post world where the wars happen and the, got yeah. the skeletons in the cars. It's 2029 AD, and it's like. 
They've never done a film of this. Yeah, they did Terminator Salvation. That was no, shit. No, at the though. time. And this is this is what I want to see. Laser guns. Pretty and... visceral. But just touching on the first one, because I'd never thought of this till my uh, research today. That apparently, the first Terminator movie retold the New Testament's Annunciation story. Which is... Which I don't know what it is, but I've got it here. A rebel from the 21st century, Archangel Gabriel, uh-huh. uh, comes back in time to warn a Los Angeles waitress, Sarah, who's the Virgin Mary, apparently, that she's going to be the mother of a political messiah who will bring salvation to Fuck the world. Yeah. Jesus. So yeah. Uh, Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and this is sort of the continuation and the, the messiah has been born. Um, but these are the years of Jesus you never hear about, though, don't you, when he's lit. Doesn't he get born th- and then... Yeah, up till 33, is Yeah. No, that's when he died. Like 32, 30, 31, 30, whatever, 30. Yeah. But, you know, this is cool. Like, you've got the, the, the big uh, hunter-killer yeah. things on tracks and you've got the human soldiers running forward. Look, uh, they're yeah. using French assault rifles for this film, by the way, modified ones oh. for the film. And this... Uh, Obviously, French assault rifles don't fire lasers. I mean, the hunter-killers, all of this, look how practical and beautiful this looks, right? Yeah. Um... This was 1991, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, it was released. Now, um, we back then, this is how you made action films. Oh, God, this yeah. was hugely budgeted. So, look, these are puppets. These are Stan Winston uh, puppets, man. Life size. Well, I'm not sure if they were life size, but um, this is all practical, real things, is what I'm saying. There's no CGI. Uh, they, they were actually um, fully workable animatronic models. Oh, wow. Those um, Terminators you can see this on the screen. So. My my point is, we mentioned this in our Matrix movie special, but but it's true. It, you it smacks you in the face rewatching this movie. Um, as good as modern CGI is, it is so intrinsic to the filmmaking, the kind of movies we yeah. watch, uh, the Marvel movies, those kind of movies. And you have to be honest; it's not all good. No, it's no, it isn't. Obvious a lot of it, um, but it's just the way they make films now. Yeah. The CGI was new and fresh back then, and and you'll see some examples of it being amazing for its time. But they it still are, holds up, though. They are throwing real cars into real things. These are real pyrotechnics, and then look at the skill involved in that. Yeah. Just alone being a pyrotechnics expert oh. who can safely do all this, and yeah, this is fucking filmmaking, man. Um, Would you like to know a little bit about the budget? As you mentioned it earlier. Okay, go for it. Um, the Carol Co. Studio executives are nervous and concerned when the original budget of seventy-five million dollars ballooned up to eighty-eight million dollars. Now, for in me, eighty-one in nineteen ninety-one, but eighty-eight million nowadays is virtually fucking nothing. I mean, Netflix you just put ninety million did, on Broadway. Did you know that your, your average? Hollywood mainstream romantic comedy costs about 80 million. Yes, uh, makes sense. Most of it goes on location, paying for locations. Actors. Uh, actors' salary, and then the marketing budget is millions and millions of pounds. Of course, yeah. But that's just a rom-com. I mean, Deadpool was quite clever. The fact it didn't, it did a lot of very clever advertising, didn't it? They didn't spend a lot of money, they were just very clever with it. Proving a point, viral marketing yeah. works. Would, would, Deadpool had its audience. Um, oh, already. Was, people were going to find that, but he was so clever. Apparently, Ryan Reynolds had a lot to do with that. Yes, he was in he, tapping he want, in. Yeah. Like the poop, using the poop emoji and stuff on that billboard. I mean, who's going to know? You know, you alienated a massive chunk, but. So. Yeah, apparently they tried to remove some scenes, mm-hmm. um, and they wanted one of the 
the few scenes, particularly the opening biker scene bar, which will be coming up mm -hmm. shortly, um, they tried to get Arnold Schwarzenegger to persuade James Cameron to move that scene, and Schwarzenegger said, only a studio guy would want to cut a scene out like that. Which is a very bad Arnie impression, but the point stands. Why did they want to cut it out? Um, yeah. Just going to get the costume. Oh. Anyway, for me, that's a great scene. Oh, yeah. Well, let's skip ahead a little bit. I, though, didn't, so um, I didn't research this, but I'm, I'm guessing that. The original Terminator was a success. I know that, but I don't think it was a giant, like... Re re what had James Cameron done to prove that, like, oh, yeah, trust me, this... I'm Not gonna, a lot. I'm going to get your 90 million back. He'd done Aliens. He was Aliens. Aliens was 1986. Yeah, so he'd done Terminator the... Terminator was at 1984. Oh, it's nice, yeah. Well, so the original. So he'd done the original and the... Because, yeah, that's, this is nearly 10 years. It's a good few years after the original. Yeah. Terminator. Um, Seven years, yeah. I just think it's impressive that he managed to get someone to... Or maybe it was Arnie that was selling... Because by this point, Arnold was the biggest drawer in... Hollywood. Oh, in '91, he's absolutely at the yeah, peak of his first powers. Yeah, he was unknown. Yeah, that was his uh, his break. Well, that launched yeah. him, didn't it? It was yeah. And I mean, what a casting! Yeah, perfect. I mean, you can't think of anyone better, can you? Do you no. know somebody else who was up for the role? Oh God, who? O.J. Simpson. Oh no way! O.J. Simpson was oh. uh, in the running. Um, no, wouldn't have worked. No, uh, apparently Arnold uh, was auditioning originally. He wanted the part of. Um, uh, Kyle Reese, but um, he when he met with Cameron, it, James Cameron was just completely taken with him. Oh, it's like this, you're yeah. so just, you know, perfect human looking, like you know, a Nazi dream yeah. basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have to be the machine. Yeah. Like, um, so here we are in the bar scene. Yep, they got a bunch of bikers. Arnie walks in naked. Absolutely iconic. Do you think that this model of Terminator just seems to have a thing for bikers of dressing in that gear? Because it is kind of a, a little quirk that's in both. Because um, it's not the, it's not the same robot from the first film. It's no, the same no. model, but it's not the same robot. They all look the same, obviously. Yeah. So do you think this is something like a quirk they put in when they send this Terminator back? Um, I mean, that's always puzzled me. But they haven't got they they haven't got them sort of feelings, have they? He's got a chip in, chip inhibitor inside yeah. him. Yeah, but you think there's like there's gotta be ben. something. There is. There's gotta be a reason why he goes to a bike, why he's just a biker in both films. Because it looks fucking yeah. cool. It, yeah, I know. Yeah, but and even in the, and the third one as well, biker. Well, no. Look in the third one, they play with this concept, don't they? they? Do. Because he ends up with a fucking stripper's um, sunglasses on, doesn't he? That's right. And uh, he, he's um, it's a bit of a mimic because a, a woman mm. in the film asks if it's stripper night yeah. when he walks in naked, and of uh, course, in the third one, he walks in on a stripper uh, night. There you go. Well, this this scene you forgot to say, please puts the cigar on his chest. <laughs> yeah, I remember as a kid, absolutely loving this. Yeah, because I wanted to be indestructible. I, honestly, I wanted to, like I'd been had my ass whipped a few times and was like. God, I just used to fantasise for hours about being just indestructible, basically. Um, Is this why you want to be a Transformer now? Yeah, I used to honestly fantasise about being a Terminator, but somehow with my brain still. Well, he's... Um, so, a he's bit like kicking, Robocop. He's kicking all of ass. <laughs> he's just pinned a man to a pool table with a knife. Um, no, don't pull it out. He's saying pull it out. Never pull out a knife, no. listeners. Never pull out a knife. Oh, really? I yeah. don't know this. Yeah, but he's twisted his arm, so it's, it, mm. it's, 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 it's been bent in an unnatural position. So if you pull it out, he can actually get his arm back. Yeah, but you're also I know, yeah. causing more he's bleeding. He's a lot of pain, isn't he? 
Um, and he wants this gentleman's clothes and bike. <laughs> now at this point, if you were, if you'd been watching this movie for the first time and you'd seen the first one, back to the bone. Sorry. Um, um, go for it. You would now be expecting Arnold to be the bad guy. You would, wouldn't you? Uh, as the T eight hundred was in uh, the first movie, um, and that's one of the themes of this movie is sort of redemption and That's learning it, yeah, humanity yeah. and uh, can't let you take the man's wheels, son. Oh, well, uh, there is a Remington uh, Model 1877 that the... Uh, oh, did you... Like the shotgun? Or the, the shotgun is yeah. a... Oh, 1887. Yeah, mm. did I just say 1887? Yes, it is a sawed-off Winchester 1887. Oh, awesome. Now, somebody might um, correct me, but I think the... Uh, um, the motorbike is a 1986 Harley Davidson Fat Boy. It is a Fat Boy, you're right. Yeah, I think. Um, I do like this character of the. He's only in it very briefly. The bartender. He doesn't get killed by the Terminator, and that's where he gets his shades from. But I like the fact that he came out and tried to stop him taking the guy's bike. Yeah. You know, fair enough. You, they deserve that ass kicking because they started on you. Weird yeah. naked man. <laughs> Weird naked man who strolls into a bar and asks for your clothes, bike, and yeah. everything you own that's on you. Yeah. Yeah, but but I but I can't let you take the man's wheels, son. And uh, yeah. oh, what an iconic scene of him walking up to him and just <laughs> taking the shades out. Fuck, just have a moment to all bask <laughs> in the glory of Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime in 1991, fully black leather with a pair of shades, riding that bike. It's just. Yeah. Fucking iconic. It's oh, um that's an image that's you know how like when we, we were growing up sort of um uh our fathers would have loved like Clint Eastwood and stuff like that and like Clint Eastwood, even though we might not have necessarily been into it. Oh my dad's a massive fan. But, yeah. but Clint Eastwood in the poncho was still an iconic yeah. you knew that was an iconic image that had survived through the past. This would be this Arnie on that bike yeah. as the Terminator will be you know, uh, they go, Arnie's Arnie dies. Right? Mm -hmm. They show the clip reel of his career. That's number one. I, it's on this, the bike, flipping that shotgun. Yeah. yeah. This is the yeah. this. You know, I I am an Arnold Schwarzenegger fan fanatic. I would say, to be honest, but um, this is head and shoulders. This stands above everything, and we'll talk a bit later on why it does. Um, it's because. This isn't just a good action film. This is a fucking good film. This, yeah. like, the this is the first time we're introduced to the T-1000. Oh, yes. Yeah, on screen the now. Line. Which is... Um, forgotten his Robert name. Patrick. Robert Patrick. Who, who did some unusual things with his head in this film to make himself look a bit weird. He mimicked the the, uh, the head movements of an American bald eagle, which is why he's, he's a bit kind of jerky. and oh, almost interesting. Um, also, because he does a lot of running in this film, doesn't he? He does, and he's got a very specific run, which I can do. Yeah. I'm not going to do it now because it's <laughs> an audio show, but I can do a pretty good impression of the T-1000's run. I love that bit later when he's running after the car. Like, yeah. And I, I love the Simpsons. <laughs> oh, he's at oh, the golf clubs yeah. and his hands. Amazing. He's the daddy, he's getting He morphs through the hedge. No, he doesn't. He comes through the hedge and he yeah. just morphs back. Oh, Homer, look. But, but he oh. adopted a rigorous running regime, you know, mm. as we had to appear to run at high speed without showing fatigue. Mm. Now, can we just say, so? because on screen at the moment we've got <coughs> our introduction to John Connor and his friend, uh, whose name I forgot, 
the ginger mulleted kid. Yeah, um, that also shows the age. What a yes. mullet that what is. What a mullet. And Guns N' Roses in the oh, background. Yeah. yeah. Now then. Best song. At they, the time. Oh, yeah, the songs of yeah. One of the reasons why this film had such a fucking emotional impact on me as a child. Not just a, whoa, that's cool. There were so many explosions. Um, is what are you trying to say? The fact. No, <laughs> no. And this, you must agree with this because you were the same age as me. The fucking main protagonist is our age, or yeah. the age we were at the time. How many adult action films had you seen with a twelve-year-old boy as the yeah. as the one of the main leads? Well, yeah, and he did a very good job. He's all, mean, he's not annoying as child actors go. He does a pretty fucking does, sterling does. job he's in this never, He's not as he's bad. He's a little like, bit whiny, but that's just yeah. the nature of his age and his voice. He's not as well. You say that in the, the voice. Do you want to know a little mm. trivia there? Okay. Um, production took. Quite a long time on this oh, film. Oh no, his voice it. didn't break halfway through. He visibly through, aged during the shoot, mm. and his voice began to break. It had to be pitched in post-production. Oh, um, yeah. he's clearly much younger in the desert scenes later uh, on in the film. Okay, well, so, I've never noticed that. Yeah, Doctor Silverman is on screen. I like this actor. I like the fact he turns up in one to three. Yeah, 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 he's just something to keep it. Now, Sarah. Now then, Linda Hamilton. This is a good as time as any to discuss. The fact that we're introduced to this character. The last time we saw her, she was a pretty little waitress. She was a victim. She was the damsel in distress yes. yeah. who was saved by the brave man from the future and she did a lot of... <laughs> R.I.P.D. Carrie. Yeah. But she did press the button that crushed the Terminator in the press. Yeah, at the end, you that, know. Was that was her moment of... Yeah. What do you call it in the story arc? Heroes. Deus Ex Machina. Right. Yeah. But now we're introduced to a 1991... Sort of six, seven years later. In a mental asylum. And she is absolutely transformed. Mean as fuck. Um, yeah. Now, I, she had a massive, rigorous but then again, you have training to, campaign for you this. You have to think about what she was told. Oh, you yeah, know, she's been dealing with this. You're going to be giving birth to the, the, the new Christ, uh, and you're going to have to watch half the human race die. Yeah, and the. The pressure of that. Yeah. If we read, if we we've got to read in, is um, it's um, hinted at in the dialogue of the film. But so Sarah's life in between these two movies has been dating army men just to learn skills from them, not yeah. because they're good for her. She has been completely single-minded, and focused on gaining the skills that John is going to need, protecting yeah. John, and that might not have put John. So John hasn't really been cared for. He's now in foster care in the film. Yeah. Um, she's been locked up because of her beliefs and she is dealing with the weight of, and I heard a lovely quote, Sarah Connor is the mother of the human race. Yeah. She is dealing with yeah. that pressure of knowing the fate of the entire world is in Literally, my hands. Yeah. And uh, this just dropped out of my lap from nowhere. Future man got me up the duff. <laughs> You know, and she has transformed, and I liked a good description of it I read somewhere was that um, she's transformed not into your typical, you know, like uh, when, when a female gets an action scene um, in a lot of movies, you know, it slows down and you see all the men like, whoa, like, you know, you're yeah, impressive, yeah, yeah. wow, well done. There's not, she's a soldier. Yeah. Sarah absolutely. Connor has spent the last seven years in movie time, in between films, Turning herself into a soldier, not a female heroine, quote unquote, just a fucking soldier, a bodyguard almost. Yeah, and um, 
It's impressive. And the physical transformation, the actual actress. I can tell you about that if you like. Okay, yeah. I've got the. Uh, she trained with a former Israeli commando and personal trainer for three hours a day, six days a week, for 13 okay. weeks before filming. Wow. She trained intensely with weights, learned judo and heavy military training techniques. She had to maintain a demanding non-fat diet even during filming and lost 12 pounds. Because of this, she declined to reprise her role for Terminator uh. 3. Um, ironically, her identical twin, who, was, who played her in some parts, just mm. in four in some parts, uh, her name is Leslie Hamilton Gearan, was only required to hit the gym for a few hours a week. Oh, I bet that caused a bit of tension. But the, um, the scene we just watched uh, in the in the mental asylum where she's mm. forcibly medicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, basically, they had to reshoot that four times because the guard refused to hit her properly. Oh, right. okay. And she was getting quite annoyed. Mm. Now, later on in the film, Sarah kind of gets her revenge on that guard and all mm-hmm. the blows are real. Ah, oh, awesome. <laughs> But the well, bit now in the film where John Connor is um, hacking a ATM machine. Yeah, I was impressed with this as a child. Yeah, yeah. I was like, whoa, you can this, do that? This guy was my <laughs> hero. You mean my, my Commodore, my, my Amstrad CPU yeah. 464? Honestly, can, I, can I, do could do that if I could take it out in the streets. I yeah. kind of hero worship this character as a child. Like, well, of he, course, man. He's he stealing money, riding motorbikes, yeah. listening this is to Guns N' Roses. I, I, and which kid doesn't want a fucking Terminator as a Oh, cool, my own Terminator. Yeah, I mean, um, I'll speak about that a bit later. Like That having your own Terminator thing. Oh, man, this movie... It, this was a real crutch of mine growing up, this film. A real comfort blanket. Um, Apologies, everyone, you can hear the cat. Uh, it's right. uh, we might as well introduce Chester as a formal member of the team. Yeah, one of the yeah. boys from the apocalypse. Yeah, right, he'll be, he's, a, he's our mascot and probably emergency food ration. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna hunt for us. Yeah. <laughs> he's not gonna give us anything. He's a cat. Yeah, they don't eat the stuff they kill. They just chop it off for you. Although yeah, when he's got no stoats, he's not gonna get a rabbit. <laughs> Although when there's no kitty cat left in the world, he might sit there in a corner looking at us, going, "Fuck you!" Just chopping yeah. down his mouth. <laughs> I'll eat everything. <laughs> and he'll probably eat our corpses when we're dead. Yeah. Is it? Oh no, it's dogs that don't like Terminators, isn't it? Dogs, they, they can yeah. tell the difference. Uh, yeah. Well, they well, would. The cats would tell you out. Cats, imagine are, cats the, are indifferent at best. Yeah. <laughs> the cats are just side of the machines. <laughs> can you imagine what's going through the dog's mind, though? He can smell <laughs> your, your living flesh, and then the machine beneath it, like, what the f- that's yeah. yeah, your dog would be freaking the fuck out, to be perfectly honest. Um, I don't blame him. Actually, I was watching, oh, it's a little bit off loop, it's actually a couple of episodes. I, you know, we talked about World War Z in, in, on the zombie mm-hmm. episode, and they used dogs in that, and the scene comes back to tell the difference between infected or not. Okay. Movies, still shit for me. Still shit. I haven't seen it, dude. Still shit. Sorry, uh, that was a little segue, but yeah. I haven't seen it, but, um, so, where are we now? Oh, yeah, it's, um, oh, this... This is the extended version, yeah, isn't it? That's what we're watching. Ah, yeah. we probably should have said that at the start. Probably. <laughs> this is the we're watching the extended version. <laughs> I don't know these bits as well. Well, basically, Sarah Connor's having a dream sequence where yeah. Kyle Reese comes back and says, basically says, "Look, you need to go and um, look out for John. He's important. He's in danger. He's in danger. On your feet, soldier. On your feet, soldier." And then he disappears. Just trots off down the alleyway, mm. down the corridor. Mm. See you later. 
Oh, that's a line that should have been left in the movie. There's not much time in the world, Sarah. Yeah. God, she's in good shape. Oh, well, yeah. At the regime you've just explained, like... I mean, three hours a day, six days a week for 13 weeks before you film. Yeah, she, look at it. She's just sinewy and ripped and, like... Yeah, but that's... Yeah, she's great. Arguably one of the strongest female characters of... Um, of all time in a film, the lead female characters of all time, the strongest anyway, like the... Yeah, because... We did her, unfortunately. Oh, well, we could still talk about it. She's not yeah. a, um... She's not a damsel in distress no. ever in this movie. And at no point is she, and that's the thing with the, the modern films, is at some mm. point, the heroine, no matter how good they are, yeah. is at some point the damsel in distress. Yeah, and she's, she's actually a complicated... It actually takes it to the... A different extreme one of the things I read was about how like, you can read her character as kind of where you could take a good ideology that's meant well like you know she's um, very feminist let's be honest um, yeah. when taken to the extreme it loses sight of humanity she actually loses her own humanity later in the film because she is so laser focused on her mission to stop it uh, the future war from happening. Robotic. Yes, she becomes the Terminator. That is one of the beautiful things in this film. The Terminator becomes more human as the film progresses. Yeah. He's taught the value of human life by John. She becomes so cold and focused that she's a Terminator. But when she comes down to it, when it comes down to putting that bullet in Mars Dyson's head and his little kids there, she can't fucking do it. No. She can't do it. So, uh, I'm just going to point out oh, this what is, a scene. an iconic scene in the film where it's Sarah Connor's nuclear holocaust dream. Oh, man. Um, Stan Winston worked on this. This is amazing. Um, and they, they studied yeah. hours of nuclear test footage in order to make this scene look as realistic as possible. They built a miniature Los Angeles. Some of the materials used were, were matzo's crackers and shredded wheat oh, amazing. in the buildings and they had to be rebuilt. It would take two days to do it, yeah. to set this up between takes. Wow. But then, um, you know, several members of the US Federa Federal mm. Nuclear Testing Labs unofficially declared it the most accurate depiction of a nuclear blast ever created for a fictional motion picture. Wow. Well, and I would also argue to, to our leaders in charge, if you want to see what the fuck road you're taking a stone, you twats. Yeah. <laughs> watch T2. Right? Go yeah. watch that scene, and then imagine that happening to where you live. Because you ain't going to like it, I'm telling yeah. you. I'd love... Just think about that, listener. And you, boys. Think about... Even the nuclear explosion going off in this movie is a fucking practical effect. Yeah. It's a model shot, essentially, yeah. um, where everything is a real object that you see seeing move. That would be CGI too. holy fuck now if this movie was made today. Um, yeah, well, I, I watched San Andreas recently and everything in that is CGI. You, yeah. you, you, you can tell. You can tell, yeah. yeah it's just like, I haven't seen that movie. Independence Day mm. has used the same practical effects for the city being destroyed in the yeah. alien blast. And it just looks better. It certainly does. I don't know if it's... Well, it must be more expensive, which is why it doesn't... Um, uh, oh, man, I remember being... I remember hating these scenes. Uh, Sarah's being interrogated now by the psychiatrist and... Uh, What's his name again, the doctor? Dr Silverman. And uh, she's so intense in this scene. Anybody not wearing two million sunblock is going to have a pretty bad fucking day. Get it? Yeah. Ah... Uh, 
Yeah, yeah but if you know, if you know great. this, yeah, and, and, and you're stuck in there, yeah, can you imagine? And no one's taking you seriously. I mean, it's gonna drive you. It's gonna drive oh, you insane. Yeah. And at some point, you're hoping there's gonna be an afterlife, uh, so you can turn around and go, "Fuck you, told you." Her performance in that moment where the uh, Arnold Terminator turns up to yeah. the hospital is fucking out of this world because that, like. To her, that's the absolute vision oh, of hell, isn't yeah, it? Of course it is. Um, so everything, because she must doubt herself that mm. she's fully sane. Yeah, she, she must. She must doubt, have that lingering doubt. Like, is I it don't real? think she has at this point. Is it really? real? I don't, I don't know. think she has at this point. I don't point, know. She mate. must have had at some point the fact that she'd imagined she's it. She's crushed a Terminator. I know that. In a but fucking but, press. but, but she, maybe she, arm was still on her. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> she's thinking, if you go through that. Was it? What, yeah, but she must have that lingering doubt. So, or, or had it at some point. Mm. Was it all just some psychotic episode? Are they right? Well, mm. clearly she hasn't. Be- she doesn't think it's not real because. Yeah, well, but when she sees him, that is the vindication of any doubt that she oh, ever might yeah. have had. Well, yeah, that's what I was well, kind of my point. I think she. I think when look at this point in the film, she's trying to um, convince Doctor Silverman that she can go to the minimum security ward so she can see her son. And she's trying to play nice, and as soon as he lets her down, we see. Um, that she tr- she truly still is just laser focused herself on this. Um, uh, she's got a plan. She sticks to it. She wants to get out. Yeah, they don't exist. I know that now. She's saying, but um, oh, she's a, she's absolutely awesome in this film. I think everyone, like even these the orderlies, um, all these staff members are all really well cast. They're Big really one. good assholes, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and you enjoy seeing them get the shit kicked out of there. <laughs> Everyone enjoys seeing a sadistic guard being brought down. That's it. We like to see someone get their conference, don't we? Well, I was saying to Ben just before we started that I never realised, well, I've never thought of it this way till I looked at it, um, that Terminator 2 is actually an incredibly, considering it was released in 1991, an incredibly politically correct movie. Uh, we've got the strong female lead, the only black character is um, an incredibly successful, um, well, he's a genius, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. And he's also the most humane character in the movie who uh, sacrifices himself for a, a greater yeah. good, um, which is quite progressive, I suppose, for the time. But um, is he wearing a denim shirt? Yes. <laughs> yes, he is. With a I, tie. I yeah, I see, if he's got, oh, at least he's not doing double denim. Oh Christ! Oh, I'm rocking double dead every <laughs> <in> the apocalypse. <laughs> You've been through this before, Mike. It's not going to happen. But are we going to listen to Status Quo then? No. Oh. <laughs> we have to turn the key. Um, well, we were talking. We were we were talking earlier. Sorry to get heavy on you, Ben. Um, well, it's not that heavy. You might enjoy this. The grandfather paradox or not? Technically speaking, so okay. The reason Skynet exists is because they found technology from the future. Miles Dyson right, yeah. heads the lab. Is it, I don't know what the name of the lab is. No. Cyberdyne. Cyberdyne, that's it. So if you stop Skynet from ever happening and building those machines, how do those pieces get back there in the first place? Yeah. Okay. I've already broke my own brain. So it's not really... <laughs> it's not really... It doesn't make sense in that way, but... It doesn't. We accept it's it. one. If there's only one timeline. Mm, okay. So it's gonna. Which, isn't it gonna Cameron happen anyway? Says, Cameron says there is only one timeline. So it's gonna happen regardless. That's what is, you is find out in number just, three. It's like there's is it just a time on a, loop. Is, is it on a loop where basically we get? I mean, I've seen Genesis. 
Mm. You know if you guys are. Yeah. But how can the robots uh, be coming to existence without having to be in existence to go back in the first place? This is what I mean. So Arnie trotting around in Genesis. So it's a paradox. It can't happen, can uh, it? No, it can't. It um, can't. Unless it's a different timeline. Mm. So in one timeline, it skews off in 1984. Yeah. You get the robots and the hell. Okay. The other one is normal. Yeah. The ones from the hellish robot get sent back to the nexus point. To the point where it splits. Yeah. Yeah. So then it'll work, won't it? Yeah. It's got to, won't it? Because they're bringing them, they're moving over to the other timeline. Yeah. Mm. Because, so in that one timeline, the, the robots do happen anyway, whether it's Skynet. Well, it is Skynet. And it happens. Mm. And they just, they just come up with it. Because we were also saying that if, if the machines never... If they... If Skynet never happens, the machines never get built, there never is a war, John Connor will never need to send um, Kyle Reese back to get his mum pregnant. So will John Connor even exist? Does John Connor know Kyle <laughs> Reese is his dad? Uh, I think they they address that. Oh, they do actually, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, you see, at this point in the film, we can see Arnie has acquired John Connor. He's target identified. Yeah. He's so good. Is so good. Um, and the chase bit down the storm drains. The storm drains of Los Angeles. Now he's going to go to the. Uh... Now the theory about that red-headed girl who's telling mm. the T one thousand where to go is his wife in Terminator Three is played by Claire Dane. Catherine Brewster. Catherine Brewster, the mm. character name. Yeah. She's a redhead, and the theory mm. is because she's the same age as John. Oh, that's, probably, her. that's her. That's ah, her. In the third film, that. they make out in the basement the night before. Mm. This, he goes, this happens, yeah. Uh, so it would have made sense he'd have gone to see her. And they said, oh, you just missed him. Uh, I didn't know that. That's there's awesome. a theory, that that's, a, that's only a fan theory. That that's yeah. Afterburner. Oh, man. I'm see, that's the thing that ages this film, is the is the fashion and the computer games. Yeah, yeah and the cars. But yeah. I'm going to be really awkward now because we've got two things to pause. And I need a wee. Yeah, I also <laughs> could do with going. So uh, let's pause it there. Synchronised pausing. Synchronised unpausing. Yeah, Rather, pausing unsynchronised. That was incredibly technically proficient yeah. and I'm really proud. And that sounded sarcastic, but I didn't mean it. Um, so at this point in the film, the um, both the Terminators, the T-1000 and the T-800, are both converging on John, who's in the arcade, playing Afterburner, which I used to love as a kid. Fucking amazing. Especially in the cabinet. John's yeah. playing it in the moving cabinet. Which you only used to get at the seaside. Yeah, uh, you tried... Or Blackpool. Checking the yeah. price of one of those bad boys this day. I dread age. to think. Woo! Um, that kid's mullet. But to be fair, he plays <laughs> it cool. He plays it cool. Does, John, there's yeah. a cop looking for you, man. He's a good friend. He doesn't rat him out. Yeah. Um, you know, snitches get stitches. <laughs> <laughs> Especially ginger snitches. <laughs> <laughs> With mullets. With mullets. Uh. Yeah, the T one thousand doesn't take any shit. He just barges people out of the way. He's not. Yeah. He's not. He's not about uh, getting through somewhere quick. You know. Well, no. He's, he's, he will not stop. He absolutely will not stop. Rent this killer machine. And that's this. the beautiful thing about these films is that they're really simple because at their heart uh, they're, they're a chase, chase movie. Yeah. It's a chase movie with someone that will never stop. Remorse. This, this, this hallway scene. Yeah, very indestructible. This in hallway scene, boys. With yeah. The shotgun out of the roses. Ch -ch John thinks it's here for him. Yeah, all the things he's my thinking, mother said. Shit, mum was right all along. Said, it's here, it's him, it's him. Is that him, a nod to Guns N' Roses, Mayor Johns? Possibly. <laughs> Turns back. He's going to shoot me. 
Now what's John thinking? Sees the fucking cop. Off or the Terminator. Yeah. He pulls his gun and the Terminator says, get down. What an epic moment. Yeah. That's the first inclination now in this movie, isn't it? That, hang on. Yeah. Yeah, hey, this is weird. He's yeah. not here to shoot John. He's, and he's yeah. now turned his back and is absorbing the bullets for John. Um, oh, man. I, <laughs> I don't know why. I don't have daddy issues because I had a really good dad who was, <laughs> who was there at home. But as a child, man... I wanted so desperately a fucking Terminator yeah, to be dad, able to... Your dad says no. He never <laughs> says no yeah, to you. He'll never stop. Yeah. Um, he never got... say no to you. He can't, can well, he? Well, no, and I've got the entire quote. You say I want a million, I know, millions and millions of pounds. He'll, he'll go he'll and get, go it, and get it. it. But just to grab hold of you like that, turn his back and absorb a clip of fucking bullets for you, like... Yeah. God, I wanted yeah. that when I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> Literally take bullets for you. Yeah, I don't... You know, would you like to know about the amount of dialogue Arnie has in this film and how much he was paid? Come on then. Well, to start with, for accepting the role, he was given a $14 million, used $14 million Gulfstream private jet for accepting the role. Oh, okay. Right? And he was given a $15 million salary. He had 700 words of dialogue. Yeah, he was but paid twenty one thousand. You don't understand acting if it's just. He was paid twenty one thousand four hundred twenty nine dollars per word. Hasta la vista, baby, cost eighty five thousand seven hundred sixteen dollars. And it was worth every it fucking was. cent. It was. I'm not disputing this at all. Well, don't say that no. in Spanish for us. Hasta la vista. What do they say? Oh, I forgot. English. There's something else that's... Um, See you, Chuck. <laughs> I only found out this year, despite being such a quote unquote uber fan of this movie. Uh, I only found out that hasta la vista means see you later, baby. Uh, I think this year. Or well, last year we're in oh, 2018. It says, it says sayonara. Oh, okay. In yeah. Spain, instead of sayonara, baby. Yeah, that's not as fun, is it? No, it isn't the same, is it? Mind you, they didn't actually use. They don't use Arnie's voice in Spain, do they? You said. No, they don't. No. Here's his iconic run after the. This stuntman, where he pulls the truck driver out, who yeah. wherever the stuntman is, and this this would be CGI now, but. God, they earn their money. He takes a bad bump. Look when it cuts now. Oh! God, I yeah. hate to be a stud, man. Yeah. God, he got hurt there, I think, I feel. I'm sure it was padded, but it probably did still but, hurt. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's probably not... Think about how fast they're going, but it looks fast mm. on the screen. Everything looks fast on the screen. As they say on Top Gear, it always looks fast like you do a quick lap. Mm. But... He may have been only going 10 miles an hour. Mm. That bump could have been added in by him as a way, or he just you know, he wasn't going that fast. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's all fucking hurt. Yeah. I'd... I don't want to be pushed out of a car at any, any speed, in all fairness. No. Never mind 10 miles an hour, which seems, you know, mm. but that Harley, that sound of that Harley, which is... All of this is epic. Uh, the sound editing, every... So I, we've got the sound down now at home, dear listener. I can hear this movie. Yeah. I, it's so... Burnt into my brain. Yeah, the, 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 the sound rhythm. effects, yeah, yeah, I know the sound of that scrambler he's on. Yeah, I know um, the sound of that the bike. water oh, when it when yeah. the engine calms now in the in the storm drain and he looks back. Um, oh, this is such an epic! Come on, first time he you saw he's this. lost him, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, and here he comes. No, not over the bridge. Then <laughs> this is like how far will the? I mean, yes, there's, I mean there's, there's blending in. I mean, because you think that, then again, I mean. Mm. Even if one of these Terminators fails in the past, it's a win mm. for Skynet. Yeah. Well, it, it's just another way that they can get in. Mm. They can because that technology has already been sent back. So yeah. if we find it, well, if you think about it, he until the target was acquired, he was making the effort to fit in. Mm. 
Now he's acquired the target. Like, see, so he doesn't give a fuck. He's driving trucks off bridges. He's not bothered about not <laughs> creating a scene. And he knows about the other Terminator as well now. He has yeah. that data in his mind. So that's probably amped up his... Um, Let's get this shit done. Yeah. Uh, it's an incredible scene, this. Everything about it. Um, yeah, it's... it's the, the driving, especially. I mean, it's... Oh, it's just... I love it. Yeah. We can't focus too much, though. So yeah, let's not look at it. All right, um, so... um. We're gonna. We'll cut back to where he um, comes when he gets the shotgun. Out. So, can someone give me something that um, is gonna either philosophise me or. Well, Ben, an old proverb. I'm not sure where it comes oh, from. God, I don't know where this is going. An old proverb <laughs> says that when two elephants fight, it is the grass in between which gets trampled. And uh, well, yeah, obviously. I propose it to you that there's a lot of fucking grass being trampled in you this movie. You mean there's movie. a lot of collateral Everything damage? Everything gets fucked. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking ace. At this point, as you put it, Arnie <laughs> is is firing that Winchester, a beautiful Winchester, oh. as he says, with one hand. Um, he really fucked up the. He basically tore the skin off his hand doing that. Just practicing. And, and, and even in the film, he was still quite sore when he was doing it. Mm. I mean. Oh, it's just if you said to me, Ben, right, that you can do like one cross one thing on your bucket list right now. Mm. Right, right. I want to, I want to ride a Harley, shooting at a lorry with one hand, flipping that shotgun around. Oh. That's fucking beautiful. It's, it's such beautiful. an ingenious um, element to the script. Um, is that because uh, I often think about this in movies where you see people firing from from motorbikes. You kind of need both hands at the same like. Um, like left-handed, are you? Can you fire left-handed? He's a robot, so he can, but yeah. he still can't cock it or load it, can he? No. And he so needs both hands. James Cameron has thought, must know his guns, or has got the advice somewhere, and thought, oh well, if he had this particular shotgun, he could fucking yeah flip it round and reload it one-handed while still throttling. I doubt we could do that because oh. it obviously takes Probably effort weighs to do it. Ton. That's why you have to hold. Well, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a bit of wood. See the, yeah. the thing there? I'm sure it said caution nine eleven. Mike. Mike, don't go full Alex on us. I swear to God, I've never noticed it before. I'm sure it said, caution, 9 feet 11, 9 11. Terminator predicted 9 11. Oh, there we go. Well, he is from the future, so he's yeah. seen it all happen. This bit, when the tyre comes rolling out, oh, it's so gorgeous. Yeah. The the, the action of that. Um, so, I think it actually gives you some strength on a strong arm. He actually, says he can hold that shotgun in one hand, and it's a heavy yeah. bit of kit to hold it in one hand. It does not waver mm. for that shot. That takes some doing. It's my arm strength. It certainly does. I think he's a pretty strong dude. He is. I mean, here comes the T1000. There's the fire. This will be interesting to see. That looks a. Uh, that's still not bad. I've seen, yeah, I've seen modern films with worse CGI. I've seen modern than that. films. I saw that. Uh, Oh, Gods of Egypt. I'm sure they ran out of money at the end of that. Excuse me. Fucking CGI oh. was terrible Excuse towards me. the end. It was awful. Um, okay, time out. Stop the bike. Stop the bike. Time out. Oh. <laughs> I love it. Um, but that did, that did, that CGI did look slightly dated to me, to be honest. But yes, but I've seen worse. It's from 1991. Yeah. Let's bear that in mind. And, and it I've didn't s- look that bad. And, and I've it, seen worse produced now. Yeah, at the time. That was, um, you were Terminator, right? This always confuses me. Cyberdyne Systems Model 101 is his reply. Yeah. But he's a T-800, isn't he? What's the difference? That's a processor. Cyberdyne's oh. a processor. The T-800 is a model. Yeah. Right. But he says, what? so Cyberdyne Systems Model 101. No, 101. That's the processor. I assume so. Yeah. T-800. Is the model. Um, 
Yeah, and uh, you're like a machine underneath. I love this concept. Uh, obviously, it's just a way of, um, you know, having a human, having a robot that looks like a human. But it's genius, the idea that the machine would cover itself in actual living tissue. Well, it would somehow grow it. We've got um, robots now, but they, they use something called frubber. Is that like... Uh, flubber. Flubber. No, it's frubber. <laughs> I guarantee you that it's a, it's a It's a mixture between organic and inorganic compounds. Right. So half of their face is pretty much living. So, so they've got that now. So I think all the bacteria people are going to pick up in them robot brothels. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can still get herpes off a robot. <laughs> How'd you get herpes? Got it off a robot. I got to go doing well. Went to that robot sex brothel. <laughs> Had a gangbang with, with a sex bot. Got so, herpes. Look, John just said this is a, an, an extended scene, isn't it? Or is it? I don't know. I've got the extended cut, and this is in it. Mm. It's um, but this is like the special, brand new extended cut. Ah uh, right. Um. Uh, what I love about this is that the T one thousand just because he's dressed as a policeman just gets in a police car and drives off, and no one questions it. Yeah. People don't um, question authority. It's that bit where he comes as a policeman and he's like, mm. uh, "Where's your, where's your son?" He just mm. voluntarily tells him. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's for no ID whatsoever. No. No. Well, they've clearly learnt from the mistakes of the first Terminator they sent back. Well, technology's sure improved, how. hasn't it? They've, yeah. they've got better technology. Machines are developing. They're, um, they're evolving. And just a quick note, he says it later on in the film, but Terminator's been shot a few times, and uh, a f couple of scenes ago, John was sticking his finger in the hole to see the real blood on his fingertip. Uh, Terminator says later on in the movie, I sense injuries, and the data could be called pain. So... Uh, I don't know how to really interpret that. Like, um, so he's not really feeling pain. But no, he he's just getting sort of impulses, yeah. saying you're taking hits. Yeah, probably. he knows he's... Um, and he's in pretty good shape at the moment. Yeah. Um, by the end of this movie, poor old... Don't get me started old, on the end of the poor movie. Poor old Arnie, he's absolutely... Do you know who she is? It's Vasquez. No! Yeah. Who? It's Vasquez out of Aliens. John's foster oh, mom yeah. is Vasquez. Man, she looked hotter in Aliens. Get on top of the face. This scene, man. She's trying to bit of weight since it's the news. Obviously, it's been. This might be one of the goriest things I've seen at this point. Yeah. In my life. Uh, yeah. Horrific. Was... Sort of horror. Sort you of think, him. okay, he's a bit of a dick, but, yeah, but he, he doesn't, doesn't deserve, deserve to die. To like... die this way. Basically, a sword through his mouth and his brain. Yeah. Well, he's just drinking head. milk. It's like he's, he's his most yeah. vulnerable. He's having a drink. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like if she killed him on the toilet. Yeah. And just the way she flicks her arms out and you just hear the thud. Teach you for drinking at the carton. Right. <laughs> and now... We're going to do it again. Terminator impersonating uh, John's voice perfect. Yeah. Is Wolfie... What's the dog's name? <laughs> <laughs> Is Wolfie okay? Oh. Uh, great. Poor old Wolfie. Did he kill the dog he after? Does, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Wolfie's fine, honey. See, I'm more, I'm more pissed definitely. off about the dog dying. The foster parents are dead. Well, that's it. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like him much anyway, so it's all right. Yeah, suck it up, kid. <laughs> and here we go. Here's the reveal of the blade through the milk carton in the mouth out the back of the head. And notice, oh. not a drop of milk spilled until until uh, the end. Do you want to clean up milk? Now this, the, the they point crying over it. Hey, hey. hey. the hey. arm morphing back into the hand. That still looks decent. Yes. At the time, though, it, uh, I'd certainly never seen anything like it. 
just morphing back into the earth. So the idea is of this Terminator, and now um, Arnold is going to explain it to John that um, through touching a person, it can. That's all it needs to then completely physically replicate that person. But only organic. Yes, it cannot make mach- complex machines or moving parts. So knives, stabbing weapons. Unlike the third one in Terminator 3. Ah, uh, yeah, she can literally mm. turn her arm into anything, can't she? That's another yeah. film. And I think that's kind of in retcon now. Yeah, do you know there's a Terminator 6 coming out? I had heard mm. something about it. Well, isn't it a direct sequel to this? They're, yeah. like, they're discounting all that. Which, I don't know, I didn't mind Genesis. So I, mean, written, I, I quite like Genesis. I've seen three episodes. And I don't uh-huh. mind number three, actually. I don't mind three. Um, I don't like Salvation. I like Salvation. But I think but I, actually, I think the first 45 minutes of Salvation The gas great. station bit is awesome. But the gas station, that big robot comes down and starts... Mm. Yeah, yeah. the cars. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I prefer the start when it's like he's he's leading the resistance. They're gonna rescue, go and rescue all them humans. Yeah. And they, I like and seeing they the... nuking that all them satellite and mm. them big dishes. That's great. And the fifth one is a bag of shit. What Genesis? Yeah, I like Genesis. Oh, it's a right mess, isn't it? I um, like it. I can't stand it. Do you know what's great about that? Is that you realise that Arnie's Terminator had like been going out to work on construction jobs and effectively yeah, raised yeah. Sarah Connor as a, his daughter because yeah. he had the learning chip. Yeah. He didn't die, you see. In turn, hang on, did he? No, you see. But well, did they turn off the time, chip? Right. He learned anyway. Yeah. And he was like going out and doing construction jobs for. Well, it's different. What he eats a Terminator that went back to 1974. Oh yeah. Yeah, even so, I enjoyed it. It was a bit too much, and then John Connor was uh, was Skynet, and he was guarding Skynet from being uploaded. Mm. An earlier version of himself. Why isn't he just upload his mega self right now? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> there's like, <laughs> just, holes in the film. I didn't think of that. Are you trying to find plot holes, plot holes in this film? Oh Why no, there's paradox? no. Yeah, no, I know that. That's but that's the problem with this is this isn't just a good so this is a, one of the best yeah. made films ever yeah. on every level. Um, um, but what I did enjoy about Genesis was I really loved, like I've said earlier, <laughs> obviously I had some daddy issues with the Terminator at the time. Yeah. I really wanted him to be my dad, so it, I really loved the idea in Genesis of Papa Terminator. You know, yeah. um, of him growing old and having been raised by him. I like that. Yeah, that was um, cool. Uh, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Nothing, nothing's going to come close to this, sequel-wise or any other film-wise. Plus, we're never going to see it in that perfect time frame where we're young, sort of 12, 13-year-old boys watching a film about... Uh, how old's he supposed to be? 10, 12? 12, 13. 12, 13. Yeah. We're watching a film, a, an adult movie about a kid our own age with fucking yeah. Arnie at the height of his powers being cool as yeah. shit. Those special effects, which at the time, man, they were just fucking. You weren't sitting there going, yeah. "Whoa, special effects!" You were just like, I don't know, it's just seamless, yeah. yeah, and just like, yeah. what was the classification on this film? It was R rated. I don't know that. Eighteen. I saw it on cas- um, cassette. VHS. VHS cassette. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the so same as you might have saw the sec- the first one after, and I was yeah. disappointed the first time I saw it, mm. but now. As time went on, I saw how it. I appreciated it for what it was the low budget little yeah. cyberpunk movie, basically. Yeah. You know, that um, police thing seems great, though, when yeah. he just goes in and starts yeah. putting down all the police when they're like, mm-hmm. trying to shoot him and they can't understand why he's just not dying because he's yeah. hitting, They are hitting him and he's. Just... I love the practical. At the time, it was like there was nothing like it. Yeah, the, the practical effects. The, future, the practical effects, though, having an actual puppet where he's repairing his own yeah. arm and yeah. pulling the tendons and the things. Yeah. It, 
It's incredible. It's great. Um, um, so, go on, then, give us the postmodernism thing. This scene, well, that's quite a big chunk. Do you want to save that for... Um, yeah, we'll save it to the end, then. All right. Second half, because uh, it's basically the um, a reading of the entire movie. But we got some... Well, we haven't really got to any of Sarah's stuff yet, but... Um, well, we well, he's, talking, he's talking now, isn't he, about how he grew up with a psycho Marlou. Mm. You know. That's the thing. Her dedication to protecting him actually didn't give John what he needed. No. Didn't have a father yeah. As an actual human, let's say. Yeah. But as the potential future leader of the resistance, yeah, she's been doing the best she can, but um, unfortunately she's ended up... That's it. It's not a robot. Mission. It's a human in needs yeah. the, other, the other elements of... Uh, well, he's, yeah, because technically he's, he should be the embodiment of humanity. He's everything that we're trying to fight to protect rather than just being cold, unfeeling machines. Yeah. But she thinks that's the wow, only way to defeat the machine. And that's the thing. She, she thinks that's the only way to defeat it, doesn't she? Did then. Yeah. yeah, and she, yeah. you'll notice in the movie too, She, even when she's established that um, the Terminator is... You know, been programmed by future John and is definitely on their side. She still, throughout the entire movie, refuses to call it him. Yeah. Uh, it's always it or the machine. Um, right up until the very end where he's about to lower into the steel, she then looks him in the eye and gives him a handshake. Um, yeah. And you get the feeling that's as much as she's going to give him as well. Yeah, but one of the things in this... With respect. Oops, sorry, can't open it. Yeah, she's... He's earned her respect, doesn't yeah. he? And she even says that, you know, later on, yeah. you know, he's a father figure to John. In the same world, it's the same as choice. I've yeah. got the full quote here because it is one of the themes running through the movie is the paternal role of the T-800 yeah. to John. Yeah. And there's a scene where it's a voiceover, um, which is another thing, having the voiceover... Uh, it's only Sarah that gets voice over. Just adds another layer to her character. We, you know, she's not just a yeah. nutter in an asylum. So in most thoughts. Yeah, and she says the full quote. She's watching the Terminator play with John, and she says, "Watching John with the machine, it was suddenly so clear. The Terminator would." Oh, and before I do the quote, I'll just point out this is a reversal. You know how in the first movie we've already alluded to it. It absolutely will not stop. Yeah. Right. It's coming for you. It will not stop. Relentless remorse. Yeah. yeah. This is the flip side of it, of when the Terminator is working for good. She says, uh, "It was suddenly so clear, the Terminator would never stop. It would never leave him, and it would never hurt him. Never shout at him, or get drunk and hit him, or say it was too busy to spend time with him. It would always be there, and it would die to protect him. Of all the would-be fathers who came and went over the years, this thing, this machine, was the only one who measured up." In an insane world, it was the sanest choice. Yeah. So it's kind of the reversal. I like how. So in the first one, it's relentless; it will not stop to kill you. But if you've chipped it and reprogrammed it, well, they absolutely will not stop to protect you. But it would and look after yeah, you. Yeah, it would have done that anyway. Even if they didn't mess yeah. about with the thing it said, it would have. Well, it's been no John in the future had to reprogram it oh, to yeah, protect yeah, yeah. John. The Terminator yeah. is not is not actually uh, AI. Then is it? It isn't intelligent. Well, it's, it's, it, it has to be, doesn't it? Sky, or does it become Skynet, because so... it's a slave to Skynet, or it's a mm. slave to John. Right. It's not really true artificial intelligence, that the cyborg. But is it, it is thinking for itself, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's really really well, it? But then again, yeah. but it's very, like, 
cold sort of decisions, like if yeah. I shoot him first, logic. Well, and then so him, so well, he's like Spock, isn't he? He's just cold logic. Yeah, and, yeah, effectively. Yeah. Yeah. He's the greatest threat. I'll but it's like, it. look, before you, sorry, mate, before you yeah. get, we were at, oh, we've just, met, we were actually on the scene of this where John's realised that in order to copy his mum, the T one thousand will probably kill her. What does the Terminator say? It's not a mission priority. Yeah. He says, well, fuck yeah. you, it's a priority to me. So he then has to, obviously, yeah. John works out he's programmed to command John. So what was my what was my point? Yeah, that the Terminator is making cold, <laughs> logical decisions, yeah. not emotional. To keep him alive, but, but he also is... It, so it's not a mission parameter to go and save Sarah. Yeah. But it is a mission parameter to keep John alive. But if John yeah. says, we're going to go there, he has, he has to, to go because he has to obey John. Would you trust... Like, you're John Connor, you're 40 years old, it's the future, mm-hmm. you've been scarred, however, you've spent mm. the last five years or whatever fighting machines and mm. seen countless humans fall, but you're finally on the fucking brink of winning, mm. and you're trusting your 13-year-old self not to be a dick with his own private <laughs> Terminator. Oh, I would have been such... That was my fantasy, that was the I mean, point imagine taking, of Imagine taking Arnie to school with you. That's what I mean. And you're like, what's he doing here? Because... Uh, Are you going to tell him to leave? At the time, <laughs> yeah. honestly, at the time, so here's where we get a bit confessional. At the time of seeing this movie, uh, I was not getting bullied, but uh, a series of unfortunate events. I'd found myself in the wrong place at the wrong time about three or four times within, and ended up getting the shit kicked out of me. Uh, through no fault of my own, some of the time. Should we mention this bit? Two times it might have been my mouth. So the point was <laughs> yeah, we should actually, yeah, um, about the we, twins. The twins, yeah. The, the two security guards in the men's asylum. The security guard in the men's asylum is killed by himself, who's been touched because the T-800 has morphed into the floor. Sadly, he's going to win at poker on his, oh, uh, his yeah. coffee cup. It's his lucky day, sir. It's his lucky day, and then he gets a knife through the face. Killed by himself, who's played by his twin. Yeah, no, it's a checkered floor. Masonic. Oh! Good and evil. But he's only stepping on the white tiles. Wouldn't that be good? He's good, I he's guess, good white. Yeah, well, yeah, yes, it is, yeah. Maybe, maybe the T1000 is a good guy in all this? Well, maybe. I mean, we're, we're destroying the world. I suppose, but they, they do actually destroy the world, though, don't they? So they can't be the good guys. Well, no, because yeah, the world will recover. It's humanity that's the problem, isn't it? We're the ones who are. Sorry, yeah, guys, go on, carry on, mate. So, we, we, had to, we had to point out the, about the, the twins. It was, so go on, um, I was just being stupid. I was like, how did he cuff him? It's because he walked on the floor. Uh, your, 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 um, your fighting incidents. Well, essentially, that's why I was obsessed with the idea of the Terminator protecting a little boy. I fucking wanted mm. one. Yeah. I kind of fucking needed one at the time. Um, uh... So yeah, just this fucking film hit me and never left me. Um, I'm erming a lot because we're doing... Uh, it's the first time we've done it like this, done a, a movie commentary, and we are just um, enjoying these visuals. It's, how amazing is it that we don't need the sound on for this to still be fucking intense? Oh, yeah. She gets revenge in this bit. That is one Them blows are real. As I said earlier, she was really pissed off because it took four takes to do the, the forced medication bit. She was not amused because he wouldn't do it properly. Didn't want to hit first, her. That first strike was so visceral. You don't see it like that in movies a lot. They don't do the whole... Like, there's a punch... Uh, 
and then you cut back and the guy's bleeding or you might see a bit fly yeah. out of his mouth but you don't see the actual fucking nose explode like nope. you did in that, that good old practical effects fucking hey that was like a squib on his face mm. that's fucking awesome yeah, I mean, it's, it's, we need some... Um, you see, um, when CGI just, was this new and was that expensive as I imagine it, they needed it for the bits they needed it. That's, so yeah. you weren't going to be using it for frivolous little things. Though. So things like that, you want the guys... You're going to hit the guy in the face and you want his face to explode with blood. Well, we put a fucking blood squib on his fucking yeah. face. And it looks exactly. awesome! <laughs> <laughs> and Too is, much... You know, I mean, they've gone too far, haven't they? Everything's so... And to be honest, it's the nature of some of the... Like, I watch a lot of superhero movies and they use the most CGI, I would guess. And the nature of what they're about means, you know, those things don't to, exist. Though, don't yeah, but it's still just... Things have a weightlessness to them in CGI mm. that I don't think anyone's yeah, worked out. Have you that full CGI film? Sky Captain in the world of tomorrow. Oh yeah. god, it's awful. I should love that. But yes. I love the imagery of it, but I can't yeah. get into that. Film. Oh, it's on Netflix. I've DVD. looked at it and I thought to myself, I remember that film as being absolutely terrible. Boring. And nothing really happens. Mm. And you're like, I loved it. How savage is she to sip, basically fill a syringe with poison yeah. and stick the fucking tip in a dude's <laughs> neck? Like, what a fucking. You know, she hasn't got a gun yet, has she? No, no. She's got a nightstick and, yeah. and some keys. And she learned to pick the locks for this scene. Oh, she actually learned how to she do it? She learned how to pick the locks, oh, yeah. Oh, awesome. I assume trained by a sort of uh, ex-Israeli commando chap. Because yeah. they're, they're pretty pretty handy to have in these situations. And this is very cool. Where John has John has essentially started to try and teach the Terminator the value of human life. And has asked him not to kill anybody. Terminator then proceeds to pull out his pistol and shoot the security guard twice in both was it once, two shots just in once, each in, once in each kneecap I think yeah once in each knee then turns back to John and says matter of factly as you all know he'll live which I think is fucking amazing because it shows the Terminator has to listen to John yeah he's gonna live but he's gonna spend the rest of his life in a fucking wheelchair yeah, he's just been shot in the kneecaps well, you know he's not, gonna have, he's gonna have a fucking he's gonna be, he's gonna be a paraplegic mate well, not no, a power page, but he's not. No. He's not. Have the, he's not, not be able to use his legs. I hope he's got medical cover. Oh god, I hope his job performs. Oh, he's working for the states, probably. He'll be all right. He's, he's not. Has a limp and walk with a no, cane. he's got both his kneecaps shot. No, he's in a wheelchair. The they were thigh shots. That was above the knee. He could take out the fat. Well, actually, no, he wouldn't even know exactly where that bullet was hitting. That was above the knee. Yeah. He's broke the thigh bone. Did, did that. Oh, no, I was going to say that security guard looks like Coco Beware, but that, that could be perceived as racist. Um, Remember him with Barrett? <laughs> he was shit. <laughs> Actually, better with Owen Hart in that tag team. Yeah, no, high energy or something. Yeah, RIPD Owen Hart. Bless him. Um, yeah, she's such a savage. The poison, I hate that female. Cough. She gets her, Sarah knocks her out, doesn't she? Oh no, the Terminator knocks her out there. Mm, yeah. Her <laughs> Shoves her into a wall face yeah. first, I think. It doesn't kill her. There's no room of violence against women in this movie. Well, well, I like the fact that John as well, he's given you hints of his humanitarian future and his um, nobleness as a future man. Is that 13-year-old him had the sense to ask the Terminator, hey, please don't just kill people. You know? Yeah. Oh, because we missed a bit while we were talking. I love, I actually love John's humanity in this. It's actually almost quite 
mm. on the brink of tears some bits. Oh, he's awesome. You know, he, you well, know he's a it. very compassionate kid. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, I was go a back. little prick. I was thirteen. Well, you know yeah, me too. Go back a couple of scenes. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have cared. Mm. I'd have been like, "Shit, the dude." Well, we go shit. back. I'd, let, I'd have let your Terminator do his job. Go back a few scenes when the two meatheads are chatting shit to to John in the car park, and John says, "Did you call moi a dipshit?" Um, and the Terminator goes to town. Yeah. Pulls out the gun, and John saves the guy's <laughs> life by being, yeah. "You were gonna fucking kill that guy." Well, of course, I'm a dominator. Yeah. Um, because you can't, go, you can't go around killing people. Yeah, he cl- says, he literally knows it. Yeah, yeah. The clue Why? is in the name, though, in all fairness. Yeah. Terminator. Terminate. It's, it's pretty fucking I obvious. Know, I love it? that scene. I love that John is is teaching the fucking Terminator. He's, uh, oh, just let the Terminator get on with it. Let him do it with design for... Although, to be fair, those jock dudes were, like, trying to help him out. What sort of leader are you going to turn out to be if, when you were 13, you were happy to let your Terminator fucking shoot a man in the face because he said something to you in well, a car Well, I'd probably stop that one, and then, and then shoot an innocent security guard in the head um, at the he mental was trying hospital. To stop then walk into the mental mission, hospital bigger mission priorities and execute going on. one security guard. Boom, he'd be dead. Two, there's about five, six so security guards that will be killed. Look, you know that three billion, look, three billion are going to die in a few, in a few, in a few years. They'll be dead anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but he might survive. One body against the machines. Like every commander knows who to sacrifice and who to save on the battlefield, and uh, sadly, he's got to learn that. There you go. I'm playing devil's advocate. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I mean, the jocks, fair enough, because like they, he, he brought that on. That would, that would have been a bit heavy. Mm. You know, to have him just like get shot in the face because of you trying to help you. So to stop that one, I'd have got. You know, would you have gone back for your mum? Uh, my mum. If my mum was Sarah Connor... Yes, I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, my mum yeah. would not survive in the world to come. I was going to say, I, I wouldn't Neither want my mum... I wouldn't want to be no. running around with my mum. Like, if I was... I'd just leave her be. She's better off where she is. Um, <laughs> well, if she was a trained psychopath yeah. like she is, then, yeah, you want, her, you want her to live. I'm going for it. Oh, this scene. Yeah, he's walking through the yeah. metal bars. Yeah. Leaves a gun behind. Clunk. Excellent. And Silverman says it again. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Bang. Uh, um, what's going through Silverman's mind? Holy shit! Yeah. Yeah. He, says she... the, he says in the third one, doesn't he? Yeah. He Not... says it takes t- takes someone years to get over something like that. <laughs> <laughs> love this. Absolutely love this. So they they're in the lift, and the knife arm comes in, turns into a toughy hammer and <laughs> and that shotgun blast to the head when I oh, first saw that like whoa it's fucked up that's still pretty good to be fair that one that's hasn't aged too effect. much that's pretty that good that might have been a practical effect though actually I'm not sure that might have been an actual dude with a yeah maybe a physical thing on his head uh, he's not he's lift doors open mm. straight down boom all of this is amazing um, Sarah and uh, Linda Hamilton got uh, a bit of some hearing damage from this scene because she didn't replace her earplugs during the takes. Oh, and he's firing. Um, he's pre-firing blanks, which yeah. extra low blanks to make it appear more real. So I still don't quite understand this as movie. I sometimes get confused. In movies, they fire bullets that are. So an actual case comes out, doesn't it? There's yeah. an explosion. Combustion is happening. Yeah. But there's no, there's no projectile coming out at the end, is there? 
No, it would just be a bang and the shell going out. And the shell comes out, right. Um, so it's still loud. It's still, yeah, it's like, loud. It's still the shell dangerous. Out. There's still a bit of recoil. Yeah. In fact, um, there's not that much recoil ever shown in films in all fairness. Because most people are trained and... You can't, yeah, you can't fire um, mm. an M16 off fully automatic from the hip and expect to hit what you're firing at because it's just going to yeah, shoot into just, the air. They after just three need it to look good, though, yeah. on the camera, don't After they? a second, that gun's going into the air. Yeah, like I have seen footage of skinny, bikini-clad girls in a desert firing <laughs> ridiculous who hasn't? Who them. hasn't, guys? Who hasn't? Well, you know, uh, That's porn for me. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing his run again. Yeah. Oh, there's a little insight to Sarah Connor's um, mindset in a few seconds. When this chase is over, they're in the, they're leaving the mental hospital now. So you have Sarah John terminating the car. When they lose him, she turns round, and he John thinks Sarah's pulling him him in for a hug. She's not. She's pulling him in to check him for yeah. damage for bullet holes, basically. Um, yeah, she loves him, but her mission is humanity. Keep him alive. alive. Keep him alive to save the fucking world. Yes, you're my son, but there's no time for that sort of. Why'd you come here? She emotion. says. Why did you come and get me? Yeah, we had to save you. He says. Yeah. Didn't he? Um, well, why'd you come and get me? Because even she, so she's on the same logic as the Terminator. Well, yeah. yeah, that's what Gas says. She yeah. She's becoming a machine. The Terminator softens as the course of yeah. the film goes on and she hardens to a point she has a realisation yeah. uh, you know well she has to go to the very brink isn't she? yes she yeah. takes herself to the to the point of having that fucking gun in Miles Dyson's face um, in front of his children and actually squeezing the trigger a bit yeah oh yeah and, yeah. Like, and she gives that speech later on where when the Terminator is showing Miles Dyson his arm, yeah, and she great. goes on that rant about men create the hydrogen bomb. You men create. You don't know what it is to create a life and grow it inside you. She's still very. Bit she hasn't twisted. softened. She I just decided not to execute him. <laughs> I used to think that like she's kind of resentful of her role in that little speech. Well, like, I why, think why I would fuck be. Is it me? I didn't ask I, for this. Yeah, yeah. 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 All of a sudden, I'm going to be nailed by guys in the future, and I've got the fucking right. Messiah on my Although, hands. some could say it now. I'm not slut-shaming, but she didn't have to fuck future, man. They could have just talked. Yeah, but he has just saved her life on numerous occasions. It's the Hawaii missile strike thing. <laughs> <laughs> Back to that, yeah. Back to that. It's like, yeah. All the adrenaline's gone. All the adrenaline's gone. He's like, I need to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, and he's, he's seen the photo. He's always had that crush on her. Oh, fuck me, future man. How weird is it that, like, you're John Connor's protege? He gives you a picture of his mum to keep, his only picture of his mum to keep, mm-hmm. and you've probably ended up jacking up. I was going to say, you know, Carter Ace has whapped up to that there's so much, many times. There ain't much going on in the nah, future. There's not much point in the, fu- in the post apocalyptic no. world, I doubt. But Imagine, you know, pretty, you know, are they at it like rabbits you know or what? what? I mean, Shit. Sorry, this is a tangent, but we need to start prepping for the future. You know, you have preppers who prep food and things. Well, we need, we need to be porn preppers because if all porn only exists online or on electronical devices, yeah, well, it doesn't exist, does it? We've got, li- we could have all the iPads in the world. We've scavenged through people's homes. I found one. Yeah, but there's no internet. We're going to yeah. do a pornographic no power. show. <laughs> no, we need to start stockpiling magazines. They still uh, make them. Yeah. You know, they still catch my eye, baby. Would VHS the still be okay? No, we no, might not have power. No power? Oh, well, shit, yeah. I'm telling you, let's start stockpiling porno mags. 
Somebody listening, send us a message reminding me of that. <laughs> write that one down. <laughs> prepper gear, porn, <laughs> porn prepper, food, water, <laughs> you know, weapons, porn, freeze dries food, sixty issues of Hustler. <laughs> and your yeah, favourite wank sock. <laughs> you need at least a rotating. Mate, in the apocalypse, I won't be using a wank sock. I'll just be encrusted in weeks of it. And <laughs> like, I won't give a shit. It'll be, it might protect me from some of the radiation. Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> Wank shield. There is so much of it. I'm mean, like a second skin of my it's body my, yeah, armor. It's my crusty radiation spunk shield. It takes from the from the rad roots. <laughs> they won't want to buy me. So I guess the pheromone smell just makes bears have sex with you. <laughs> and the fact you'd be really unpleasant to sort of hang around with. Just that smell will just be like. Oh, think you should, do you think you should maybe just use some rainwater and have a show? No. Just, just buy that. him a hammer and chisel for his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> or scavenge this hammer and chisel. I don't want to chisel it off that radiation and going nowhere. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, I'll pass this one on. Sorry, we're having joint traffic. So here we go. This is an interesting position for Sarah to be in. She's been repaired by the Terminator and he's explaining his detailed files uh, files on human anatomy yeah. which make him a more efficient killer which just makes sense doesn't it you can't yeah. build a machine that's designed to kill humans without it knowing exactly yeah. what kills humans well, that's it if you can have a machine that just mm. one shot every time mm. you're laughing aren't you and she's now repairing him so I guess he'll heal up in time yeah he does she says mm. that, well these wounds heal up and he's mm. like yes given time he's like you know you're no good to us if you can't pass for humans so she's already trying to think yeah. of a way to get rid of him right? <laughs> yeah. she, well well she almost does get rid of him she's oh yeah in a minute yeah because yeah, that would thing is if they just left that body there right mm. well they wouldn't have wouldn't yeah they? she was uh, imagine it burns but you know you're gonna do a lot to get rid of a terminator exoskeleton i mean uh, good point yeah it would take uh a fairness I like how the bullets, I don't know anything about bullets and guns really, but I presume that they're coming out so flat because they're, they his the metal, metal, yeah, yeah his, that's I'll fucking awesome. that dense. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, he actually, now you mentioned it, Ben, I think he looks a little bit younger in this scene. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, I love this. Yeah, it's cool, they, they are literally sort of peeling his scalp back. Yeah. This is an incredibly important part of this, uh, of this oh, movie yeah. and what sets this above just an action science fi- um, action sci-fi film is this extra element now of, like this machine is really going to be capable of learning now yeah. and obviously he's never like he says at the end crying's not something he can do but he knows why they do it yeah, yeah. know he's got some understanding and so I'll tell you the requirements of consciousness Hello, because I don't know if I fucking meet all of these requirements, actually, so <laughs> hit me with it, Mike. Okay, the first one is consciousness itself, to mm. have a subjective experience and thoughts. Mm. Okay, second one is self-awareness, to be aware of oneself as individual with individual thoughts. So he doesn't have that because he doesn't care whether he lives or dies. No. But he still cannot self-terminate. That's yeah, true. Sentience, the ability to feel perceptions or emotions subjectively. He has a perception of pain. He doesn't feel, though, does he? No, he doesn't feel, no. And sapience, the capacity for wisdom. So he's not conscious, is what you say. Well... Well, he's a computer, isn't he? Yeah. 
that's what I mean. He's he's a he's partly conscious, isn't he? Mm. He's more of a slave. Yeah, free will. He doesn't does have he... free will. No. No, I suppose he doesn't. But he is. But he does in a way because he makes decisions and actions. But they're all based around the parameters of keeping John alive. Yeah, right? logic, isn't it? So uh, he's got three it's just guys. Just a program, isn't it? Yeah. Gotta... Mm, the program is keep this human alive at all costs. Um, yeah. It's a tough eat. It is. So let's Absolutely. go back. Sorry, I'm. Um, um, what were their reasoning in the film for uh, for opening up this chip? I can't. John wanted him well, to basically be able to learn. Uh, yeah. And she's arguing against it because now she has this. Well, she wants to smash to, the chip. Yeah, to yeah. kill it. End it all here. But she also knows. She must know that he's such a good tool to keeping that kid alive. Well, yeah. And the kid says, doesn't he? He says. Mm. Uh, I'm expected to be this big leader. Yeah. No one's going to listen to me. My own mother won't. It's Boom. True. Yeah. Mic drop. Yeah. That's yeah. Literally. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Hammer drop in this case. Mm. She drops the hammer. She won't. Uh, she won't do it. He says, "Yeah, yeah. It is the point. If I'm going to be this great leader, mm. you, people are going to start listening to me." You can see where she's coming from, though, can't you? In the um, yeah, but I'd also be uh, thinking if I was so well. Hang on, I can't stay awake all night looking out. Mm. One of you, know, it's me and him, on the run for it. You need him at the end of the day. You do need um, the T800. You need him. Of course you do. It, him, whatever. Because her mission now surely must be to kill the other one. The one that's yeah, after you, the... Yeah, you've got to do it. And you've you, got and, to kill the other Terminator. And wouldn't you rather have... Or at least you know, hold out until Judgment Day. Yeah. Be um, somewhere until... So how long have you got to go to Judgment Day in this... Because I wonder at this point if she's... Just actually accepted that Judgment Day is inevitable, and I've just got to keep John alive so he can fight the yeah. machines. And you know, I think it's three years. So you got three yeah. years. So if you could, if you could, are you going to be able to outrun the T one thousand for three years? Mm. Eventually, your path is going to cross. Are we Good learning point. yet? Yeah. So he's just uh, first thing the Terminator learns. Or is, is it months? Is it is it is this based in nineteen ninety seven? Uh, I'm sure it says the apocalypse comes in 97, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. It's either 97 or 99. I think yeah, it's 97. 97, yeah. 97. When's this film set then? Nin it's not set in 91 because the kid was born in 84. Um, if he's 13, that makes it 1997. Maybe it is a few months then. But Dyson is only he's far away from a breakthrough, isn't he? Yeah. It? So it uh, might be like a couple of years tops. Mm. Here's another thing that comes back to bite them in the ass though. So, uh, she just told him to keep the speed below 60 because they don't want to get uh, pulled over or, you know, get yeah, yeah. unwarranted attention. But then he's learnt that. So later on in the film, when it's quite essential that they probably <laughs> go quicker than 60 mile an hour, he's under... This is the vehicle's top speed. <laughs> yeah. You know, because of this, what she's just said there. But John's teaching him some uh, human lingo. As we um, alluded to his price per... His line per uh, money thing earlier. He's earning some money in this scene. He is. Chill out, dickwad. <laughs> I think that's what you. If you were thirteen, you'd teach Terminator to swear, wouldn't you? Of course. You know, shit, fuck, quank, wall, couldn't wall, Is fuck, this the shit, wank, bonus scene where he tries to smile? Yeah. Yeah, that's a hilarious. I don't know why they cut that out of the cinematic uh, yeah. release. I love that scene. Arnie doing just the most <laughs> inhuman, unnatural. <laughs> grin you've ever seen you're a bit of acting in itself really yes Arnold's a good he's a good it's hard to be the Terminator dude do you know what he trained himself to do and you'll know about this being uh, an army guy 
Arnold doesn't blink when he fires shots. That's true. There's only a couple of actors who don't, actually. Uh, Clint Eastwood, although you can't mm. tell whether his eyes are open or he's not. he's quite squinty. <laughs> I think it was John Wayne. Was the, was, there's only like a few well, actors yeah. who can do it. Arnold's reasoning was a machine wouldn't squint or, you know, so he is absolutely... And come on, all right, he might not be able to do Shakespeare, but that's still <laughs> fucking acting, performing yeah, yeah. skill that regular folk that only a very focused, determined, strong-minded person can do. And people that are very at ease with what they're doing yeah. as well. So he's obviously drilled himself to act, to do it very yeah. naturally as well. I'm pretty sure he fires. Dead beyond the eye looks. Yeah. <laughs> a thousand yard stare. Yeah. There, there's the smile. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Arnold fires <laughs> guns for fun. He in probably his free does. Time a yeah. Lot. Uh, so I bet he's very comfortable around. Should we pause it here then? Yeah, let's let's right. we'll end the episode at this point because we're off into the film. Exactly halfway through this extended version. Yeah. So, we'll so put um, a pin in it. We'll put a pin in it for now, and we will return with the second part and philosophy. Next week. Yes. <sighs> we are going to teach Ben why. The movie Terminator 2 Judgment Day can be read as one big treaty on modernism versus postmodernism. You but just put so many people off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we look at behind the physics of time travel. Boom! Could be interesting, alright, I'll give you that one. And uh, we're going to look at AI, basically. Artificial not the intelligence. Film. Not the film. Oh, thank God for that. The concept of artificial intelligence. How close are we? We've got robots say the darnest things. Hey! <laughs> Alright, so um, I will say uh, I've been Ben, and I'll say um, stay classy. I am Gaz, and I will say free Biff Tannen, and bye. I've been Mike, peace out. See, mm. you. See you next time.